Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Spoiler warning. If you do not want to be spoiled on the plot of the 2007 movie High School Musical 2, then please skip this entire entire episode. Don't listen to any of it. Uh, be careful. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I am one of your titular Lonely Boys. Um, and I guess what? I am here. I am here to talk about a very special topic today. We are here to talk about Season 1, Episode 19 of Gossip Girl, The Sisterhood of the Traveling Bass. Oh! Of course. <laughs> wow. It's, it's so good you had to jump in, Brendan. It's so good. That was incredible. <laughs> wow. Very, very good. Um, so as you can tell, I'm not here by myself. I am here with my lovely co-host, none other than the wild, unstoppable Brendan Ruppel. Hello. It is me, the Creepy Uncle of Podcasting. A.K.A. Uncle Cream. Hi, Daily Holy Cream Nation. We're recording live. We, the two of us here, are recording live from the crematorium. Yes, the classic crematorium. Um, I'm here. I, listen, and Brendan, you played that off very well. That is the second time Brendan heard that that uh, <laughs> that fake title name that I announced because I was not recording my audio the first time I, yeah. uh, I did the Well, I've had a lot of practice so from Lonely Boys Theater, so. Yeah, that was a great job, Brendan. Yeah, thanks. So yeah, as, as you can tell, we are not talking about a mythical 19th episode of the first season of Gossip Girl. We are talking about the classic 2005 movie starring Blake Lively herself, The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. But um, obviously, Sisterhood of the Traveling Bass is a title that could come up in uh, yes. in future episodes or something. I would not be surprised. I think we had like a, a quick little riff back and forth about how hopefully the people that are running the reboot will steal that title from you and maybe pay you. I mean, hopefully. That's the first I've even thought about being paid for my genius. But yeah, I, I do hope that uh, that happens. I, I also said in, in the first time we, we did this, I, I mentioned that I didn't know if you wanted to be introduced as the wild, unstoppable one, the shy and beautiful oh, one, yes, yes, the yes, rebel yes. or the writer, which are the four um, distinct personality traits of every okay. uh, core friend group. And I think we agree that you are the wild, unstoppable one, and I am the shy and beautiful one. Yes, I am so wild, and you are so shy, so beautiful, and I'm just like <laughs> I, I, it encapsulates both of our personalities perfectly. And we'll have to we'll have to figure out uh, which of the remaining personality traits go to our guest because that's right. Once again, it is not just the two of us. We have another guest in the. Uh, in, in, I mean, in the crematorium. You said it yourself. You know, uh, <laughs> yes. two people in the crematorium tonight. So, Brendan, do you want to do the honors and and introduce the special guest? Well, we have a an extremely special guest this episode because it is our first ever returning guest. You know her well. She's the girlfriend of the pod. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Hi, guys. <laughs> wow, Nicole, a riveting Nicole, entrance. Nicole, welcome back. How does it feel to be the first uh, the first two timer of the guests in a, in a, in the Lonely Boys podcast? I feel 
wild and unstoppable. Oh, no. That's what <laughs> no, I am. Oh, so there's competition for the wild and unstoppable <laughs> one. I thought you were going to claim the rebel or the writer. Jeez. But... Yeah, no. I think she's also saying that because she herself is also a two-timer. Meaning, she's meaning a what? <laughs> yeah, okay. That's what I thought you were going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you seem very proud of that. <laughs> I'm a famous cuck. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, Nicole, it, it's not just random that you are here. The, you are, uh, you know, normally, normally in this podcast, I am the self-proclaimed expert, and Brendan is a newbie. Where I've seen every episode of Gossip Girl multiple times, and Brendan has never seen anything. Obviously. Y- you know, the listeners have been hearing this every episode. They they know the deal. They know but for the this, deal. for this movie, you know, in between seasons one and two, we wanted to to watch a movie uh, that uh, that one of the dear cast members is also in, uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Of course, Blake Lively is in this movie, and neither me nor Brendan have ever seen this no. movie. So I was Nicole, you, yeah, Nicole, you are serving as the expert here. Nicole, um, have you have you seen this movie like multiple times? Was just oh. one time thing? Is this one of like your favorite movies? Tell tell me tell me about your. Yeah, yeah, start from the beginning. Where, where um, you start from first? the very beginning. I want to say that I watched it in theaters. I do. I feel okay. very confident in okay. that. Um, I have it on DVD. I've watched it on Amazon Prime probably now. ten times at least. <laughs> okay, so double digits here. But yeah, I mean, it was a it was a recurring movie watch for me as a child. Was it a sleepover type movie? I read or? the book. book okay. Both books. Both movies. Watch both movies. Yeah. You know, it, you, you say you've read both books, but according to Wikipedia, it seems like there's like five books or so. Oh, really? So you're behind. Yeah, so I don't want to call you a fake fan or anything, but according <laughs> oh. to my research, oh boy. <laughs> looks like you've got some book shopping to do. Oh, well. Yep. There's a Nicole I gotta go, actually. hole in the door. <laughs> now, I've also seen that there is, uh, I did not even know this, but there is a sequel to this movie. Have you also seen the sequel? Yes. So is, is either one better or worse? I don't really remember the storyline of the second one, if that answers your question. Yeah, okay, it kind of does. Would you say that uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants is one of your favorite movies of all time? Uh, I wouldn't go as far to say one of my favorite movies of all time, but I did smile the entire time I watched. Okay, no. yeah. You know, that was my takeaway. I was I was smiling throughout a lot of the movie, just to give a little uh, first reaction here. Brendan, did you more or less enjoy your time watching, or were you I really just did. I, I wasn't waiting sure for it to, to be over? I was, no, I wasn't sure what to think. Uh, I wasn't sure how childlike it would be, because I know Nicole said she saw it in theaters, and I think it was, was this a 2005 movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, like, I couldn't tell if it was for, like, fifth graders, like, prior to watching, or if it was going to be more yeah, so we along were, the lines yeah, of a we teen drama that we Yeah. And this right. was like definitely a not very teen younger, drama. There's no Blake there's Lively. no point where Blake Lively turns to camera and says I killed someone and we get a dramatic <laughs> music drop. Right, but it still was it was a movie for teens and it was still uh, yeah it was it was entertaining the whole time. I, I was never bored. What is it? Is it rated? What is it rated? Like PG? You think? Yeah, it's PG. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so going into this movie, I knew absolutely nothing about it, which is kind of surprising because I've seen a lot of movies and I at least know like the general plot of most popular movies. And yeah. I, I've definitely heard this title a lot. Like if you said Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, I would not think. Yeah, I would not think you're a crazy person. I know that that is a movie. I the only thing I knew about this is of course the title. I've heard a bunch of times, and I knew that Blake Lively was in it. And um, now that. Then once I like looked into it, I learned that there was a sequel as well. So um, 
you know, go, as you know, Brandon, we've gone to, and, and Nicole too, we've all gone to many movies together. So you, you guys yes. probably know that going into movies, uh, as the trailers are playing, I am on my phone <laughs> reading the entire Wikipedia page for whatever yeah. movie we're going yep. to see. So <laughs> I, I like to learn everything about a movie going in. Of course, sometimes that leads to me unintentionally getting spoiled, but you know, that's, that's, that's just what you have to deal with when yeah. you're an insane person <laughs> like I am. But going into this, I wanted to go in completely blind. Um, so I, I, I want to be like surprised with what I'm seeing. It's not something I'm I was accustomed to doing. That. I really, yeah. Usually, even when I'm watching a movie like at home, I'm like glancing down at the Wikipedia page the entire time. But this time, I just had to, had to just you know, make make it so that I was not doing that and just watching it. I wanted to be completely surprised with everything that was happening. So, um, but before <laughs> the movie started, I wanted to predict what it was about since I knew nothing about it. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's hear. What did you have? Yeah, yeah. The little the little paragraph on Amazon kind of gave it away. Um, not didn't give Did, it, you it away, but it? It, it gives yeah, it gives like a little prem. It, I mean, it was right there. It was hard not to yeah. before I pressed play. So I, I was originally going to say it was about four girls who are potentially actually sisters. That's where the sisterhood comes oh. from. But mm. uh, the little blurb described them as four lifelong friends. So I, oh. I yeah, I predicted that possibly four lifelong friends who get separated for some reason. Which I mean, so far so good. And yeah. I. I I guess I, I guessed that maybe they all move at the same time, which was not the case. They they were just, they made a big deal out of this, but they've really just gone for just the summer. Just so the summer yeah. <laughs> very yeah. dramatic, these teenage girls. Um, it's funny how much of a trend that is in like teenage type shows and movies. Like, oh, I'm gone for this. Like, I, I've never gone away for the entire summer anywhere. That's ridiculous. Who yeah, that not to cross not to cross promote, but that at the time we are recording this uh, yesterday. Part two of my High School Musical podcast series with future friend of the podcast, Matt Ligori, has dropped, and which is all about us recapping High School Musical 2. And the big dramatic scene in that, not to spoil High School Musical 2 for anyone, but <laughs> it's this part where, where uh, Gabriella decides to quit the country club and go home for the rest of the... T- and they are literally... They only have a couple days left that they are supposed to be uh, working at this country club. Uh-huh. They are not even breaking up or anything. It is the biggest deal in the world that she's... She's just going says, home a couple days early. She says, Troy, you've changed too much. I can't do this. I have to quit. She leaves and it's like... Wow. Even if... It's spoiler. She does come end up this coming back. This sounds like kind of a spoiler. She, I forgot what happened in this movie and I'm a little bit even, pissed off that I'm here for this even right if she, Even if she didn't, the worst thing that would happen is they don't see each other for a week. Troy goes home and they rekindle. They, like, all right, I'll see you back at home, baby. <laughs> but it is played as the most dramatic thing that's ever happened. And sorry to everyone who uh, doesn't want to get spoiled on High School Musical 2. I'm sure Brendan... I, I don't. Editing I, this. I, uh, I mean, I, I, no, I, I've seen it, I but I, Brent, it still feels like a spoiler to me. Rewatch it. I was gonna say, Brendan, when you're editing this, I'm sure you'll go back and and say, uh, spoiler warning, skip ahead. <laughs> Honestly, two minutes. <laughs> now I will. This is a, as, a, as a literal joke. Um, I had just started watching or listening uh, the, to the first part of that High School Musical two podcast, and I got up to the part where you guys explained the T for Troy meme. Which uh, it's funny because <laughs> Malagory like says like for any. One like living under a rock doesn't know this one. I was like, "Well, you're talking to the right guy," because I had never heard of this meme before. <laughs> I don't think um, I have either. And I really thought of uh, a response for that because you guys couldn't think of a good uh, like second part of the meme. And for yeah, me, it would have been T for Troy, and I would go, "No, T for the Hobby Boys." <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. Next time yeah. you're promoting, like the meme's pretty old at this point, but right, right, next right. time you're promoting a Hobby, maybe Boys I will episode. promote. That. Or you could even do it for the Lonely Boys. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really have both. to be your other podcast. Right. It could the, be this. That is kind of a cop out, but it still yeah. works. That is good. Now, we really went off on a tangent in the middle of my prediction of what this movie was about. But, Let's bring it back. Um, so, what, what was I saying? Okay, so they get separated for some reason. I thought they all moved. That's not actually true. But to keep in touch with each other, instead of, like, emails or phone calls, they, for some reason, send each other pants, which is also kind of true, but not... You're at this point, I was already losing steam with my prediction. But I was also saying, like, 
how is this a movie? Like, there has to be some kind of conflict. So um, I thought maybe they send each other pants and, you know, they're able to use these pants to send messages and the pants become somehow magical and the pants get into the wrong hands of some bad guy <laughs> who will use the pants to, like, destroy <laughs> the world or something. Bad. Yeah, and <laughs> the friends have to re... The friends have to reunite for one last time to stop him and get their pants back. The but friends, like not... the like Chandler and Ross and all them. Yeah, right. Yeah, they, it's, a, <laughs> it's kind of like a yeah, kind of like a crossover event. <laughs> so, yeah. So I figured since it's PG, probably relatively tame and for you know kids, preteens, maybe teenagers to that nature. So it couldn't be something too ridiculous. But uh, that's what I thought. Did you, Brendan, as someone who had not seen it, did you have any predictions going in, or were you just oh whatever whatever you give me is fine with me? I was just gonna see some like. uh, teen girls in some pants, baby. You know Ew. what I'm saying? Uh, Why do you have to make? I, I don't even. That, that, I know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make a the podcast. <laughs> I gotta stay on brand. But no, I, I knew exactly what the plot was. I'm no more. Oh, you did know what the plot? Okay, so did yeah. you knew exactly that, the plot? Well, like not to the to like I didn't know what each person's story was, but <laughs> I knew that. Because Nicole they, will not shut up about this movie, right? She's always just saying what the plot is. She's, I feel like I had seen saying, it before I watched it. She's, she's always saying, Brendan, how come you can't be like that one character in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants when this happens? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I knew the, the overall plot. I didn't know what happened in each individual's storyline, but I knew like what the premise was over, you know, gotcha. more or less. And Nicole, what made you such a fan of this movie? Was it just something like you randomly saw it in theaters and it just like connected with you? Or was this something like you wanted to see in theaters because you had, did you read the book first or what, what, what happened there, Nicole? I really can't remember the order of how it happened, but I do remember just watching it and loving it. Like, seeing okay. it in theaters, I don't remember if I had to read the book in school or not, because what was I, in sixth grade probably at that point? Uh-huh. So maybe I had to read it in school, and I liked it enough that when it was coming out in a movie, I wanted to go see it, or vice versa. I'm not really 100% sure. Was it pretty, sure. like, almost like a simultaneous release, too? Like, the book wasn't too far prior to the movie i'm not sure when the book was published I could, I could be wrong i thought on wikipedia i saw that the book was published in 2001 but i could be okay. misremembering things so that would be a good four years before the 2005 movie release gotcha right okay um, well yeah i i uh i think we, we had a good time watching together overall though yeah i definitely had a good i mean I, there are some stuff that i will pick up it's not what i thought it was going to be i guess uh, you know, we'll jump around here because si- since I had never seen the movie, I didn't want to spend too much of my time taking too many notes. So yeah. uh, we'll just give like a light synopsis, not deep, di- not the deep yeah, dive analysis you're yeah, accustomed to a, here right. in the Lonely Boys. Plus, we we would be here all night if we were to really just like analyze every bit of right, this it, it, uh, like our normal tempo. Where we are now, we would be diving into like a three and a half hour episode at this point. With like, if we were actually broke yeah, down the yes. length of this movie, we would do like forty minute episodes take us two hours. By that logic, double the time should be. Maybe we would do a four-hour episode. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, stay tuned for the. For, if you're looking at the time to this podcast and it's four hours somehow, you know we went wrong. But <laughs> so, yeah, I just I just jotted down some general thoughts as I was watching. And uh, since we are here because of Blake Lively, I, in my head I was said I, I'm going to try my best to watch this film from the Blake. Lively's character's point of view, which ended up not being possible because I didn't realize this is literally like four separate stories that just happened. For for this four, like, obviously they get separated, but for the close friend group, they are really only together for that, like, one scene in the beginning and then at the end when they all come back together. And then we really are just watching, like, four short stories play oh, yeah. out, like, simultaneously. I did not know that that was the format of this movie. Yeah. Well, that, I think, was explained to me by Nicole before the movie started, so I think I also knew that going into it. Yeah, I thought that they were separated, but then, like I predicted, that they would have to like come together, like somewhere early in the film, and and stop this bad guy from stealing their pants. But, right, like one person um, like has a certain part of the pants, like one girl has the left ass cheek, one girl has the right, right ass cheek, and then right ankle. Left exactly. Ankle. Yes. That's the yes. only part and of they the have pants. To, they have to is assemble it together. And <laughs> <laughs> You're missing the knee section. <laughs> 
stay tuned for Brendan's new fashion line where it's just ass and ankle. Uh, I'm gonna get the the actor that plays Chuck to to wear this for me, to model it for me for the creepy. You know, let's line. leave let's leave him out of it. Let's let's leave him out of it. Um, so, yeah, and for a movie that is named after these these pants, I for the most part the pants did not play a huge role until the ending. Um, I thought it sort of felt like they did not even need to incorporate pants at all into this story until um tibby which is a ridiculous name tibby uh kind of gives <laughs> the pants to uh her her new friend bailey right in the right. in the hospital that's yes. kind of a big part with that the pants and moment. then at at the end where um god what's the uh carmen that's her name right yeah carmen it's, it's, uh, nicole will know the name is better than we do it's carmen. Hard, it's yeah gonna, and, it's yeah and then at the end when carmen decides to wear the pants to the wedding which is a bold move like those are yes. the only two <laughs> Those were the only two moments where, like, the pants really played a big role. If not for yeah. those two parts, like, you didn't need the pants at all in this movie. Well, the it's idea... really just for... Go on. The... Sorry to cut you off. The idea no, behind the pants is that they hold this magic. So these girls went into the summer, the 16th summer of their life, or the 15th summer, whatever it is, thinking that these pants were going to give them magic, give them a good summer, even though they weren't spending time together. So every time they had the pants, they thought something good was going to happen. I mean, Bridget wore them when she wanted to go with Eric, and I know we're going to all, we're going to dive into it eventually, but like we're always trying to put them on when something big is going to happen. And I guess that's really the idea behind the pants. I think Gagan more so wanted the pants to be like a sentient being and, in the movie right <laughs> i didn't need that i didn't need them to like walk and talk <laughs> hey bridget hey guys i'll help hey, you bridget. fuck that guy hey hey bridget i heard you wanted to hook why? up with your coach why does he sound like goofy <laughs> gosh bridget <laughs> hey there rory gilmore i hear you're having some trouble in greece <laughs> rory gilmore is her name in the movie yeah oh it's, it's I mean, uh, a spin-off it's, 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 i will say it, like well, first, what I was going to say is uh, Bridget seems to be the one that really buys into the magic of these pants because when they arrive to her, she's like, yes, oh, they're finally here. God. Like, she thinks, like, this is it. Like, she is going to fuck with these pants now. Yeah. Um, there and are other people that who de- do seem, and I keep calling her Rory Gilmore, A, because I cannot remember her character's name right Lena. now. Lena. Which is. Lena. Ah, yes. It's Lena? Lena. Lena. It's Lena, Lena? but the Lena? way the Lena? grandma says it is. The grandma. Oh, okay. Lena. Yeah, Lena. <laughs> yeah, it would help if these, like, Lena and Tibby are not, I'm not accustomed it, to these Yeah, names, I've but... never heard those names before in my life. Either I went one to high those... school with some Lenas. Really? Mm-hmm. No Tibbies, I'm sure. No Tibbies. <laughs> no Tibbies. I wish. Yeah. A, because I kept forgetting uh, Lena's name, but also B, because I cannot watch an, like, an Alexis Bledel character, I guess, and not oh, no. see it as complete. It, like, this was just Rory Gilmore. Too. It was. This was a spinoff the same character. of Gilmore Girls. It was the exactly the same character. Um, so I, I feel like, so when we, the the, uh, the two mains that we are definitely accustomed to as big Gossip Girl and Gilmore Girls watchers would be the Blake Lively character and right. the Alexis Bledel character. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Bledel? I've heard it both ways. Yeah, but, I think it's um, Bledel. Yeah. It's Bledel. So, Bl- <laughs> Alexis Bledel. That just sounds wrong, so I'm just not going to say. Um, the Blake Lively, this is in 2005, so it's two years before Blake Lively is going to get her big role in Gossip Girl, but Gilmore Girls starts in 2000, so this is five years into yeah, she's uh, Alexis Bledel's run as Rory Gilmore, so she already has her established character. She, Yeah, this is I already mean, like Gail Rory. She's banging yeah, Ro- uh, Logan at this point. I mean, this is like no big deal for Alexis Bledel. She is already a star. Oh, um, yeah. So I think she's just bringing a lot of Rory Gilmore to her character, as I could see, because this and 
on the other hand, the Bridget character that Blake Lively does seems kind of like, like it, it seems like they want to kind of give her like the charm of a Serena Vanderwoodson, but it seems like since it's still two years away from Serena, it seems like kind of like the minor leagues version of Serena Vanderwoodson. There's still some some things to iron out here to to get the fully formed yeah. Serena. Yeah, I, I, I think she's still more fun than what we've seen of Serena so far. Like she's honestly a weirder, like hornier version of Serena. <laughs> Than what we'd see. Like, I, I feel like maybe this is the actual prequel to Gossip Girl we've been waiting for, like the, the wild side of her. Listen, the Serena I know um, gets obsessed with one guy and lets those and lets that like control her life for a lot of time. So this <laughs> yeah. seems like right up her pretty alley. She she was one track throughout pretty much all of this movie. Um, yeah, I feel bad. I was, yeah. I was like, kind of disappointed with I think she was maybe like not to give it away. Cause I'm sure we'll rank the main characters at the end of this. But I think she was my least favorite plot of the entire movie. Yes, um, we four. can rank we can rank the characters and we can also rank the storylines if you want. Do you want to just get into that now or do you want to save it for the end? I mean, we can do it real quick. I, I mean, I think my storylines are going to be the same rankings as my characters. Um, so I'll just say that Tibby's number one. Then I'll have Carmen, Lena, and Bridget. And storylines uh, coincide Lena, with that. Bridget, and the same thing. Nicole, what do you think? Are you in agreement with that or are you, is Brendan an idiot? No, I'm... I'm... Yeah, I think I'm in agreement with that, which is really funny because if I think back to when I watched it as a kid, I always was kind of like annoyed by Bridget and we'll get into that eventually, I'm sure too. But like her her plot always just kind of bugged me, but I thought it was like cool at the same time. Like she annoyed me sometimes, but I like enjoyed watching her because she was just like this cool, hot runner chick right. like a middle school she, girl she looked like the it girl yeah I'm sure so i liked hers a lot more than i liked carmen's storyline as a kid carmen always annoyed me and now right. watching it again i would say my order is exactly the same as brendan's wow so i'm correct then. okay so I'm, I'm gonna be more or less in agreement i think the storyline uh the the four stories that we get i think tibby is definitely my favorite followed by carmen and then Lena and then Bridget, my least favorite, which is interesting because uh, Blake Lively and Alexis Bledel is like the reason I'm probably <laughs> right. watching Isn't this movie. Funny? And then those are those are the two storylines I really don't really care that much yeah. about. Yeah, um, Lena wasn't that bad. I think she was a little bit closer to Carmen than she was to Bridget for me, ranking wise. But I think still, like it's fine. It starts off very slow for me. I think does, Tibby, right. far and away, I cared more about this movie. I have in my notes a lot of times, like if this was just the movie, Tibby and her new little friend, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Bailey, like I would love this movie a lot more than I am. Not that I didn't like the movie, but I was like every time we went back to that story, I was like, ah, yes, I love this, this part. This is yeah. that's what I was watching. I think um, Carmen's story, I still really liked. I re- I thought it was interesting. You know, um, her dad's a piece of shit, and I, <laughs> you know, so that <laughs> right. def- definitely an interesting story watching out. And then the um, Lena story was um, more. I mean, kind of meh to me. I think it takes yeah, a long time for it to get going. It's like and then when it finally gets going, it's still like just like oh, this is all right. This is fine. Right. I think, and yeah. then I think, when it uh, finally the actress right. does like a really does a lot of legwork to make that interesting. Yeah, because that yeah, like you said, when it really when it does finally get going, it's just like a a typical like romantic comedy, pretty much. Or right. Not, yeah. There's not even that much comedy in it. So it's just like and a then, pretty setting. That's right. All. Yeah, and then the the low the lowest of the low for me is the Bridget storyline, which isn't even much of a storyline. It is just uh, Blake Lively wants to fuck and she wants to fuck her coach, even though yeah. that's not allowed, and she's going right. to do, do whatever anything. it takes. To me. Like there's really nothing that like there's not no. a plot to that at all. It's just so that's definitely and but as far as characters, um, probably the same. I could be convinced into uh, flipping Lena and Carmen, yeah. which as Nicole was saying, Carmen does have kind of annoying moments. I can't. Uh, 
recall what they are, but I remember just being like, eh, a little annoyed at times. Right. And but then, I think yeah. she does it um, more or less justified. Yeah. And then the, the yeah, and the charm of Rory Gilmore will always win me over. So I, I could see her I could see her yeah. rising a little bit. So um yeah, but it's close. So glad we got I, that. I will say way. quickly that uh I'm really glad that Carmen's dad was played by the guy who does uh Eric in Billy Madison because he's such an asshole oh, in both yes. movies and he plays a perfect like shitty dad. <laughs> Um, and, and also to quickly well, go, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, it's, not the, go it's not the first. Uh, oh, sorry, I was just gonna say it's not the first shitty dad that he's played because he plays uh, Jake Peralta's shitty dad in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh wow, we're, we're, we're watching that right now. We haven't gotten up to that part yet. Spoilers for <laughs> me. I'm gonna have oh, another sorry. spoiler warning. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, you, and you'll edit that in post, Brendan. Right? You'll come. <laughs> <laughs> right. Spoiler warning. Skip thirty seconds ahead. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I just figured while we're in the ranking section, I would do a quick ranking of. Uh, the girl's hair as well because i have the strong thoughts on hair? that yeah strong oh thoughts on that. please do um tibby again number one just all around mvp of the whole movie love tibby she gets so much she gets even like more beautiful in the second movie just yeah. telling you i could just picture like oh, okay. knowing nicole with that same exact haircut with like the awesome blue streaks and the bangs and the, just like, being like so horned up for a middle school <laughs> nicole <laughs> not like not now but like if i was in middle school with her yeah um, i i like str- i wanted to be tibby like yeah, my whole of course. life it's it's it shines through tibby too like even yeah. watching it a couple days ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then I'll go um, Lena, Carmen, and then Bridget. Bridget's hair is just way too long, too straight, and too fr- It just like it was a, a nightmare for Blake Lively's hair. It that. was like really stringy. Like yeah, there wasn't yeah, yeah. a lot to it. I'm glad she figures it we're out. Really by just, Gossip uh, Girl. Yeah, we're really just shitting on Blake Lively. I know. Yeah, she's just too young. Yeah, and I, someone I forget who this was, but someone I remember once told me that they love Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Because it is the only chance they get to watch Blake Lively pre nose job, and I did not even know. I, I noticed she, it right I away. Yeah. Not, yeah, I did not even know that she had a nose job. But when I was watching the movie, I was like, Ah, this is what they were talking about. I can yes. see. Yeah, because it. uh, it's so funny because it looks exactly like when Jennifer Aniston hasn't had her nose job yet. It's like the same exact nose before and after. Like they had the same exact problem and the same, the same exact guy. surgeon. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say they probably went to the same <laughs> surgeon. <laughs> she was like, Give me the, give me the, what Jennifer Aniston had. <laughs> give me the Addison. Please. Give me the, give me the, give me the Rachel. Yeah, I was going to um, say that. <laughs> you don't watch Friends, so, but you know all the references to say. I Yeah, I mean, that's that's culture right there. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't watch it, but I know everything. Um, <laughs> so any other rankings you want to you get out of your system, or should we just start <laughs> jumping around through the Who movie? Best in the I'm not gonna, I was going to say, I'm not going to do that. You're trying to bait me into doing that. Oh my That's God. for the Patreon content. <laughs> okay, yeah, great. Keep them wanting more. Um, <laughs> all right, so we we get introduced to this foursome right in the beginning of the movie. Apparently, their moms were were all besties, and they were somehow born all within the same week, which is I- I- insane. And then uh, we we get the little introduction. Everyone, Bridget's kind of the head bitch who like beats the shit out of people. Uh, this is when I realized there was a character named Tibby, and I was like, "What is like, going uh, on here?" But yeah. <laughs> yes, and uh, the main thing is they're they're very close, and I famously love stories about strong female friendships. So this was already speaking to me uh, right right off the bat here. Um, and uh, so yeah, um, I guess the catalyst for the events that happen is uh, Bridget's mom dies in the in the beginning of the movie, and she's very sad. And so, oh, also I noticed. <laughs> I, like I said, we are going to be jumping around, but the Blake <laughs> yeah. Lively character was being called B a couple times in, in the no film. Way. Yeah, like, she was. I call I, her I was like, B this is, so, uh-huh. this is so strange. As someone who is usually That's calling so other people B, yeah, she yes. gets called B. So. It's, yes. and it, it told her future before she even knew yeah. exactly man it was wow. it was wild to me and that's that is when we uh we see them walking down the street and we the i guess carmen is narrating here and she says that 
It's Wild Unstoppable Bridget, Shy and Beautiful Lena, Tibby the Rebel, and me, Carmen the Writer. Yeah. Which, I, which is interesting. I guess, I guess that describes them with what they are. I don't know. I feel like there could have been different ways of describing them. I don't know. Am I, am I just <laughs> nitpicking too much? I don't feel like you're nitpicking, but I feel like it shows a lot about Carmen's um, self-esteem. Like, that's a big thing in the whole movie is her self-esteem is really low. And I feel like she has all these positive things to say about yes. all her friends. And she just describes herself as, oh, I'm the writer. Interesting. Yeah, I like, writer that. doesn't really fit in with the other ones. I, I guess Rebel doesn't really fit in that much either. It's just, uh, it does more so than just saying, like, what you do in your free time, write things. But Right. I, um, I feel like I don't remember how the book was laid out, but I wonder if she was, like, the narrator of the entire book, like she was kind of yeah, the I bet of she, the movie. That, yeah, that would be my guess. Yeah, the movie not definitely anything starts about with her the book, being but, the narrator, and like, I assume she was going to be narrating, like, the rest of the movie, and I feel like that kind of falls off after the very beginning. Yeah, it's just the beginning and end, I guess. Um, and what, what was I going to say? Oh, yes, because you see her, uh, she's very complimentary when she's describing her friends, and I like that because all of the, pretty much all the friends, when they are describing their other friends, uh, they are all very complimentary. There's really no conflict in bet- between like the four friends at all, which is nice because, like I said, I love strong female friendships, and I like seeing that these friends clearly all all do really love each other and care about each other. So that was very nice to see. Even though, uh, kind of, I mean, I find it unrealistic that I, four friends that were like friends from like the first week they were all born within each other and they stayed friends all throughout um, high school and like best friends like that. So uh, good right. for them, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And and if, especially that there's no like one or two people that are closer than the others or like there's one person that's yeah. the odd man out. It did kind right, yeah. of seem like there is a like a stronger relationship between like the like two people and two people, but I don't remember who. Maybe like, like I feel Tibby like it and was, Carmen a little bit. I was gonna say Lena and Carmen. Oh. Yes, I agree because Tibby and Carmen do get the scenes together because Carmen kind of like comes home from her vacation yeah. early, so they have scenes. But Lena and Carmen, I will say, I do think that they are um, they are very close because. Uh, and I will not say that there's any romantic relationships going on like I do with uh, Serena and Blair. <laughs> but when when uh, Lena, every time she's writing to Carmen, it is like she is l- sending a letter to her long lost like lover. Like she, yeah. she's like signing these things like with all my love. Yeah, Lena. Well, maybe she's like, just trying to, to impress the writer. Maybe. <laughs> yes, maybe. But she's like she is she is uh, very close to Carmen. It seems where she is uh, very very loving when she writes to her right yeah but either way that they don't like talk shit about any one person they don't gang up on yeah one. i think realistically there would be a, a low person yeah. where oh, everyone would kind of shit talk <laughs> that's, that's where, part of where bridget would bridget would be like get a load of what carmen wrote me in her fucking letter <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> fucking nerd oh your dad's getting married get the fuck Boo. over it Boo. am Fuckin i cares right? you have a dad <laughs> yeah, she exactly. has a dad too <laughs> you should have two parents there we go nailed it god. there it is nailed it first try <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they they are in this uh clothing store and they're explaining why everyone's going to be apart for the so- summer um and they they all decide to try on these same pants for some reason i don't know who gets the idea but y- you have to figure like if they fit the first person like that's the whole thing like they wouldn't fit someone else so but they are still willing to humor each other and just all try them on and this is when we we do get bridget gets into her underwear in like the middle yeah. of the store it feels like and is just yeah. standing there for minutes on Dude, this moment just... almost made it borderline pg-13 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is this is ridiculous this is that's why um... they had to wear like boy shorts i guess instead of like a, a literal thong <laughs> yeah, I guess only two options. <laughs> it, uh, it seems like a lot of this movie is like, look how hot this seventeen-year-old Blake Lively is. Yeah, yeah pretty Shut much. Her off. 
Like, can you um, imagine what a nose job will do for the girl? Oh my god! All right, all right, all right. Um, so the pants all miraculously fit all of them. There's some kind of pants magic going on, as I correctly predicted, and <laughs> they they realize, oh man, they, these these pants fit everyone. We have to send them to each other and make rules about but them. This and is also, like, by this... the way, very risky to even like attempt that because I feel like you're just about to start bullying your fat friend. Not fat, but like oh, you're you're like the one friend that's not skinny yeah, like all of you you're right. like hey, try him on i will say that like that scene and carmen saying like you think a pair of jeans that fits all of you is gonna fit and then she's like slaps her belly and she's uh-huh. like all of this is has been ingrained in my head since childhood <laughs> and i think like that in media is such a horrible picture for young girls and i feel like that is a lot of like why my body image growing up i was not so fond of the way i looked because Mm -hmm. there's so much of that in the media but it's just like i was watching it now and i'm like this girl is not fat like at all like for what it's worth like not that there is even anything wrong with being overweight or whatever like right but uh carmen is not even like the least bit overweight it seems like not so it is she's just not to, like, like the rest of the girls to yeah to point her out as the one that might not fit into the pants is uh i don't know not not the best thing to happen yeah. so early in the movie they so, did also like bridget said like i'm like you know x amount of feet inches taller than you guys you really think it's gonna fit me so like they did kind of do it with her as well but yeah not so not so stone cold like carmen's right. line was exactly. just so no you're right stone though. Like, the cold. Almost saying, like, if you're anywhere close to the size of this girl, you must be that. And I feel like I remember that line being in the, like, the trailer. Yeah. Like, right. her, that scene of her, that's, I think that's why it's, like, so in my head, too, is, like, her saying that. I remember watching it and being, like, wow, yeah, those pants are not going to fit her. You right. know, like, yeah. it's like, is that what I'm I supposed think to that's think? That's what they're expecting you to think, I guess. Do- doesn't it happen, like, again later in the movie with the uh, bridesmaid dresses where she yeah. doesn't fit in the bridesmaid dresses with the rest of those creepy-ass kids? Right. Yes. Well, I think that the message of that part, at least, is a little bit better and it's trying to be Oh, yeah, I love when she says, <laughs> unlike you and your daughter, I have an ass. Yeah. I love yeah. that. That's <laughs> right. That's a good line. That's good. That's a pro um, Carmen scene. So yes, um, they they all enter this abandoned room to do their. I guess they just hang out in the spot where all of their moms met. I don't know if it, it's not people don't use it anymore or what's the deal, but they all have access to it. And um, I, I know you must have noticed this. They light candles, Brendan, which was very uh. scary to me as an anti candle podcast. Like, we cannot escape these. You both hate things. candles. We're both very anti-fire and candles on this podcast. Oh, okay. Obviously, you're not a listener, but um, <laughs> you, you even talked about this on your High School Musical podcast and how Matt Ligori is very <laughs> yes. pro-firework and pro-flames and anything flame, and we are just quite the opposite on this show. Exactly. Um, so, Carmen, the writer, decides to uh, create this this pants sisterhood since all of them will be apart this summer. Once again, only one summer. This seems like severe separation anxiety between the four of them, but Aww. I mean, what... I mean, maybe the sequel gets into this, but what happens if they all go to different colleges? Like, is that what the sequel is about? I feel like it is post-graduation, but I don't really remember much more. I mean, they must be losing it if they can't even spend one summer apart without pants. So, uh, <laughs> of course, Rory Gilmore is the one that's like, oh, no, we need some rules here. And they name <laughs> they, they name 10 rules. I did not catch all of them. But rule number one, each sister keeps the pants for a week, starting with Lena. Uh, Tibby's going to come up with the rule with no picking your nose while wearing the pants, which is right. a very good one. They, they try to write that one off, but they, she's like, no, I'm serious. 
<laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, Tibby. You're like, no, no picking your nose while wearing these fucking pants. I'm like, don't do that shit. Uh, Bridget says that while you have the pants, you need to write a letter about the most exciting thing that happened to you during that week. And I would have said, Bridget, shut the fuck up. I am not doing that. But they are all very to write each other letters. Like, I know this is. Uh, maybe smartphone technology didn't exist, but there has to be uh, some kind of way to communicate besides letters. Like, there's still texting and emails and whatever, but I guess they, they love they the old-timey feel. Yeah. yeah, it's this was crazy also, to me. If you think but... back to the time, this was, like, a big time for, like, I remember my sister having, a, like, a journal. And I don't remember what the name of it would be called, but, like, her and her two best friends would have this journal that they would give to each other and they would write in it and then pass it on to the next person. And that was, like, very big in the early 2000s yeah. and i yeah. feel like this is just a form of that like right. pen pals when the, when the movie but was not. written too probably yeah, yeah. or the yeah. book was Somehow, rather we get to rule number six which is uh carmen the writer says that oh, rule God. number six is that you document the exciting things on the pants i i don't know if that ever happened i don't know uh, I I no washing policy when they got back no. together <laughs> yes. at the end they were supposed oh, okay. to um decorate the pants or okay. whatever got document it got it, it on the pants Rule number seven, any removal of the pants has to be done by the wearer of the pants. Um, all right. Yes, and they all looked at Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I, 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 like, I don't know why that's a rule. I don't know what they care if, if, if someone else is uh, getting busy in the pants and someone else takes them <laughs> off. But. And then never, ever wash the pants because they don't want to lose the magic, which I, I don't um, know who decided that that would make them lose the magic. I guess I guess the logic I makes sense. I think it was Tibby. Never washing the pants seems ridiculous. Yeah, uh, also, no double... No double cuffing. No double cuffing, that's yes. That's a funny yeah. one. The, the no uh, wash rule seems to me like a smell freak wants the, the stench of her friends <laughs> I think on that. Maybe Carmen was the one who maybe said Maybe Carmen? Okay. No, yeah, that's no smell washing freak. them. <laughs> yeah, this but there was, a, also, uh, um, there was also no tucking in a shirt and wearing that a belt. One was, I wrote that pants. one down in my notes. That's <laughs> oh, insane. Okay. I, I, I missed that one. <laughs> that was targeted just at Lena because she's like, I did that one time. <laughs> but like, what's up? You, you can't tuck shirts into your pants? With, with a belt on. With a belt? That's the whole point of the belt. There are so many. These, yeah, whoever has the pants must be so paranoid that they're not breaking one of these rules. Like, God forbid. <laughs> this, this is a... Uh, so right, right off the bat, this is a pretty wacky premise for a movie, but I really don't care. I'm having a good time here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, also, I think they said you can never say you look fat while wearing the pants. Yeah. And then final rule is that pants equals love. <laughs> yes, Rory I've always said that. Lo- Rory's such a loser. I, I love her. Yeah, Lena. I know. <laughs> pants Rory. equals love. I'm always saying that. Um, they they are treating these pants very seriously. Like uh, someone says to the ha- to the pants and the sisterhood and the summer and the rest of our lives together and apart. And at this point, I was still struggling to see how we were going to get a whole movie out of this. But uh, I still have chills. I have chills when you just said that. Yeah, as like an incantation. <laughs> with it, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Um, so. I guess we'll start off. I mean, we could just separate these stories, but we'll we'll go in order of the movie. Lena okay. is in Greece visiting her grandparents, and you know we talk about Blake Lively's charm a lot, but Alexis Bledel really is going to carry the story, this storyline with her with her charm. And I, I want to watch more things she's in because I think I've only seen this now and Gilmore Girls, but yeah, um, it, it's not like the same kind of Serena charm. It's more like a dork dorky charming yeah, thing, dork, yeah, adorable like. charm, and, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, she's in Greece. It's beautiful there. Br- Bridget's going to be in um, Mexico, I guess. She's in. So- what? Do you, what? Do you, is this like a soccer camp that she's in? Yes. Yeah, I don't know what, why they have to go all the way to Mexico to do the soccer camp. It's <laughs> a bunch neither. of white girls with white coaches. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I, know. I think. Is it? Does the story take place in California? Uh, uh, maybe. I don't know. Probably. Maybe it's like I'll, co- I'll say probably. Close close California, enough, then, yeah. maybe. I don't know. I guess, but yeah, it's. it's 
kind of crazy but uh, of course the Blake Lively character is shown singing in another language in the beginning I think this is, <laughs> might be something that is in all of Blake Lively's contracts it's all of her like, contracts yeah you have Did to show how worldly I am I didn't even realize in uh in yeah yes in this movie they they're like but everyone on the bus they're like all oh they're singing like la 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 yeah yeah yeah. and they're all yeah yeah yeah. Blake Lively just needs to show off that she can speak different languages so um good for her and uh, of course uh the Blake Lively character is the first one here that's going to be shown interested in a guy and of course it's the coach who should be off limits like this is just a classic Serena move like this is just Serena here it's typical (laughs) literally um so that's what she's off to uh carmen gets off a train she sees her her dad who we uh flagged that this is bradley whitford who usually i guess does play like just a little shit in every movie that he's in yeah. like find me something where he's playing a likable character he just doesn't seem like he a likable guy look for it i guess well, yeah. i think it's mostly his hairline like he's such like an evil hairline <laughs> yeah, an evil hairline yes yeah. um and carmen was calculating on the train that she hasn't spent more than four consecutive days with her dad since before she was 10 which is doesn't seem like that it's heartbreaking doesn't seem like he yeah. takes much of a calculation i don't know why she said it that, like that scene where he's leaving is just like so so sad. Like, that's oh, another one that sticks yeah. in my brain for the rest of my life. Poor girl. Mm-hmm. When she cries, so we, like I think he's not coming back this mm-hmm. time, it makes me so sad. Ugh. Yeah, we so we sad. get right off the bat that Carmen is a freaky math genius and also has perfect memory. Uh, she and she really like loves her dad, even though she never gets to see him. Um, and even though her dad like definitely sucks and didn't tell her that he moved or that he's living with a woman or that he's about to get married. Yes, like, the first I conversation be... is like, where are we going? Like, oh, I didn't tell you. <laughs> I moved to a he place that I said I was He was never going to tell did. her. Like, my, he was my never, only he knew note, she was coming. My only on. note that I wrote for Carmen was, what kind of dad just surprises their daughter with a new family? Getting married that summer? And that's my whole, that's my <laughs> whole thing He knew she Carmen. was coming to visit and he just planned on never telling her she'll find out the hard way. She'll come he here and she'll- He just wanted to surprise her? Like, oh why was that a good God. idea? I would be so pissed if this stranger and her kids told me that they would be living with me for the summer when I thought it was just going to be a good time with me and my parent. And Like, this asshole hasn't even told his daughter he's getting married. Like, parents, as far as what we watch, parents just always suck. Yeah. (laughs) He definitely sucks. Like, the first thing he has to say to her is like, hey, honey, you're going to be a bridesmaid. And also, you're living with a new family and a new home. Well, when she goes like, who is that? Is that your neighbor? And then he (laughs) just like, he's like, uh. And then he's like, I actually live with her. Like, you, what? Yeah, he doesn't even so say vague. we're getting married at that point. He just says, yeah. I live with her. So another way to pull this into a possible Gospel Girl spinoff, what if the neighbor walks out of the door and it's Allison, it's Rufus's ex-wife? <laughs> <laughs> this I is mean, the neighbor I, I, that she's been, he's, she's been banging the whole time. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would hate her. I would hate her so much. <laughs> like, oh, God, what a shitty movie. Ruin um, the whole movie. So and then we also see Tibby is the one that stayed home. She's working in the supermarket, and right away I see that she's sarcastic and mean, and she's so she's obviously my favorite. Like this yeah. is, these, and then like for good reason though. These little kids are just like in the beginning of the movie, just so rude to her for no reason, and she yeah. obviously hates hates her life because she has to work here and probably isn't being paid a livable wage, and now she finds this like passed out girl on the ground and doesn't know what to do yeah yeah uh, as soon as i saw bailey in the like i heard the noise of her falling my eyes welled up with tears (laughs) oh yeah i i obviously did not know where this story was going so i was just like why is this girl passed out like first i thought she was playing a prank i thought she was one of these asshole kids that was just playing a prank on her and then i'm like oh she is passed out what the fuck are we never going to address this again yeah Yeah, peeing herself seems unnecessary i don't think they have to wet her pants for that scene I don't know what was relevant I, about that. I thought I you were saying, like, just for the to character. show maybe that she's, like, sick, but it's, maybe. like, a yeah. super early foreshadow. Yeah, I'm anti-pistains yeah. in <laughs> movies. All right. I, you know what? Although, I for the record, I, I, Nicole's I mean, eyes were actually watering when she talked about that, too. 
<laughs> you know, re- <laughs> rewatching this, um, when we get to the scene, I'd probably start, my eyes would probably start watering right away as yeah. well. But <laughs> uh, the first thing she says, she's going to tell Tibby that she's got a price tag sticker on her forehead, which is a great introduction. Uh, Love it. It was, was funny. And uh, she gets ambulanced away here. So that's kind of the introduction for all of these stories. Um, back, back to Greece, we... You know, we, we're just going to get the going back and forth between these girls and their vacation. So, yeah, um, not much going on here in the Grease storyline so far. Of course, Lena is going to fall in the ocean because this <laughs> is just Rory Gilmore with a different name. Some the, some hunky Greek guy is going to save her. A classic meet cute. Um, still no pants so far. I, I really thought we'd be getting more pants at this point in the movie, but they're really going to slow pay. They're going to slow play the pants so far. Um <laughs> Obviously, the Greek hunk is going to be the potential love interest here. I didn't. We don't know yet, but this is going to be like some kind of like big Romeo Juliet situation here, where the yeah. family right. goes back generations and they hate each other. Um, Classic. And I mean, it starts off with with this, this guy just kind of asks her if she wants to throw fish back in the water. She says no, and he's like still makes her do it. But um, well, when she falls into the water, isn't she wearing the pants? Yes, oh, they, oh, yes, yeah. she jeans is. get hooked on to that thing, and I'm like, yeah. wow, the pants oh, yes. almost freaking killed her. Right, it's true. So that's she, what, I think she, she says that too. She's like, uh, she does these say they're not working so far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's the skeptic so far because in her first letter, she'll say, uh, "These pants. The only thing that's happened is I fell, fell in the ocean with them, so I don't think they are magical." But I did not notice that she was wearing the pants at first. So right, if, that's why she I don't almost know, died. Maybe they should have started off the scene with her just kind of saying, like, I'm wearing the pants. And then like, <laughs> every she, well, yeah, when she, she <laughs> into camera. <laughs> I'm the one with the pants right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, it brings me back to when I watched uh, Spy Kids 3D in the movie theater. It me was too. one. It was one of those early like 3D movies where there's 3D glasses, but you only wear them at certain points. So right. there would be parts in the movie when. where where a character would look into like the camera and be like, now you put on your 3D glasses. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of want the characters in this to be like, now I am wearing the pants. <laughs> I had a 3D poster of that movie. No, oh, did we Just all see back. Spy Kids 3D in uh, theaters? I think we did. And maybe, I guess pretty... I stole the poster <laughs> that was did, outside yeah. the theater. I had such a bad, bad headache after it. I literally stopped wearing the glasses for the whole movie because I was like so nauseous. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can only see e- straight even... when I'm wearing the glasses. Even, at, even as a little kid, I realized that this was not a good movie. <laughs> it's funny when you have that first realization of like, oh, wait, there's not only good content. <laughs> yeah, like movies are bad sometimes? Yeah. What? <laughs> and me, we still have to pay um, for them? Nacho Libre that happened, and I was like, wow, oh. I guess I didn't like this movie. Now, I watched it as an adult in college. I was like, this movie is so fucking funny. Yeah. And I'm so mad at myself for not liking it when I was a kid. Uh, maybe I should give Nacho Libre another chance then, because it give was it famously... Uh, famously, Mike White and Jack Black collaborated for my third least favorite movie of all time in Nacho Libre and my third favorite movie of all time in School of Rock. Ah. Yeah, it's, it's very funny. Give it a whirl. Um, but we'll save that tangent for the Nacho Libre podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many episodes I've run for. <laughs> I don't know why. I have this in my notes that I should probably ask, do you dance better than you swim? I'm guessing that was a quote in the movie because I have yeah, no idea Klosner why it would says be. Yeah, that there. to her. She, he's like, well, do you dance better than you swim? And she's well, like, Well, I should probably what? ask then. Can, do, do you guys dance better than you swim? Yeah, uh, oh, yes, yeah hell very yeah. Much. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't swim, so definitely dancing for me. Um, <laughs> I'm a doggy paddle kind of guy. Me too. And then, oh, also, uh, music fun in here. Unwritten starts playing. That yeah. I was very excited to hear that. Blast it's got a good pastor. soundtrack, the movie. Yeah, it does. I didn't know most of the songs, but I was I was bopping along. Um, Bridget's going to decide to run past everyone to uh, run up front with the coach. I, like She's such a one-track mind, this entire movie. She just wants to make out with Coach Eric. And yeah. I, like, she's got I, that. Sure. She's just incredible at soccer. Yeah, and 
just another boy crazy version of Serena, but except I don't think Serena would ever spend this much energy like running like Bridget does. <laughs> no. Not, no, I think my one Serena, one Serena, my one Bridget thing is, where is it? Oh, I remember. Okay, so when I was a kid, I always thought that Eric was hotter than Costas, and as an adult, I'm like reverse. I don't agree. Costas is number one. Yeah, he's yeah, number one. I'd, but so that's my I'd one that as well. Bridget note, and my second note is so jealous of how well she runs on a beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, good for her. That is, that's got to be tough. <laughs> She's um, fast, man. Ba- yeah, back to uh, Carmen, and everything is switched here. Like I empathize with her so much. This poor girl has to like say grace all of a sudden, and she's like, "What the fuck? Since when do we say grace?" Like, <laughs> and these kids are such fucking losers, and her dad's putting on some big act. Like, I really sympathize with her. Like, it, you can already tell this is going to be a nightmare of a summer. Oh yeah, um, yeah. This is like the scariest, whitest family I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, yeah. Scene here. When the he phone rings, grace, and she Mom, tries to go grace. answer it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Aww. She's like, we couldn't get him to go to church once. <laughs> and I, I love Carmen's mom because she is also so pissed. Like, she's ready to take a plane down there and, like, curse him the fuck out herself. Right. Yeah. Because she knew this would happen. And, Her like, mom coming is a good from parent. a divorced family, it's just like, this is exactly what happens. Like, you're mad at one parent, and then the other parent who you're closer with is like, I'll, I'll kill him. I'll, I'll, I'll go tell him. You're pissed right. at him. I'll tell yes. him. And I've definitely had the experience where I, like, have not seen someone for a while and then i go and i'm like you are not like anything like what you were like what do you, what do you mean you go to church now like this yeah like exactly that for me i was like what are you talking about you go to church this doesn't make sense right. to me are you talking about um, the time that you visited me in new Paltz and we went to church yeah that was so weird when i went and, hey, I'm a church and you're like now. listen listen it's church town baby new Paltz is the number one <laughs> number one church, church college town in USA. the state. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, uh, back to Lena. Lena's finally, we're going to finally get one of these letters here. Um, and I think she's writing to Carmen here as she does a lot. Uh, she, yeah, this is when she says she was wearing the pants when she fell in the water. Um, and he made me feel oh, no, she's, she's It was disgusting. <laughs> she's, writing to T- she's writing to Tibby here first. She, Tibby gets the first letter from her. Uh, she mentions... She mentions Costas to her family, and everyone just fucking loses it. Like, apparently all the Dunas men's are off-limits. The family hates all of them. Her grandfather would die if he knew about this. And, th- like like I said earlier, Romeo and Juliet stuff right here. Yeah. It's just a repeat of Romeo and Juliet or yeah. uh, or West Side Story. Take your pick. Like, this the, is the just what was, we're like, getting here. excited at the prospect of a boy, though. She's like, who's the boy? Tell me. I know all of the boys <laughs> I know all in the town. boys. <laughs> I'll help. <laughs> not that, that one. What, what's that about, Grandma? Why do you know all the boys in town? <laughs> Skanky girl. Maybe um, she makes a lot of milkshakes. So, oh, so get it? Yes. To the yard. <laughs> <laughs> so again, it's just Romeo and Juliet, and there's nothing new to it. Like there's no twist on or anything. It's just this, and it takes forever for the story to get started. So it's really just a, a bland storyline. But well, we can just luckily, say like it's pretty much them falling in love slowly, and then yes. they're not allowed to be, and then she screams at her grandpa, who doesn't say a word until she screams at him and says, <laughs> yeah. "Okay, you go get him." <laughs> okay, she goes Opa. and gets him. And yeah. And by the end, we get to like a part where it's just Lena thriving and in love while literally everyone else is having a shitty time. Yep. <laughs> like, I was like, is like this? It would kind of happen like simultaneously where everyone would be having a good time at the same time. Right. And it was just not the case at all. No, no. Yeah, it's like Lena is so powerful that if she's having a good time, everyone else has to be having a bad time at the expense. <laughs> yeah. But for now, we see a montage of the titular traveling pants. Uh, the The little girl. Brings, brings Tibby here the pants because they just got delivered to her by accident. And at this point, I realized who this is. It's I was just going to say Gagan. I did not realize who it was when she was passed out on the floor. But at this point, I was like, oh, my God, I recognize who this is. And, Nicole, you told me that Paige from Atypical was in this. And I did not realize it was her at first. But then yep. I was just like, wow, this is definitely her as a little girl. And I couldn't not see it anymore. So cute. Mm-hmm. 
She was so adorable. I love so her. She's cute. my favorite character. Um, she and just the scenes where she's like wearing all that like big recording equipment, and she's just this little twelve-year-old girl. I, I know, like, oh, and her so cute adorable. little like camo shorts and yeah. like and then, skateboarding. Like, knowing sneakers. that she has leukemia too, and she's still doing all this stuff, and is just so adorable. Yes, so sad. I yeah. love her. She accuses Tibby. Like the first thing we see of her here is she accuses Tibby of stealing money from her wallet, and they just they just. <laughs> They go back and forth for a while, and I love these two already. I love that Tibby is willing to argue with a little kid, and I love that the little kid isn't afraid to argue back. Like, right. And I, I was watching this, and I'm like, I hope these two become friends, because they are the clear highlight of this movie so far. Yeah. I, the chemistry ta- between these two. Can we just talk two. briefly about Tibby, her mother's situation? Like, why does she keep busting out kids? She's got, like, two young children. And where's that? Exactly. Like, Interesting. Yeah, no, I did not no even think about that. Dad. Yeah. yeah, they didn't talk about that at all. But it was like she the, the earlier in the movie where she's filming a video and she's a little kid and she's like, "Are they kidding me? Like ten years apart? Blah blah blah. Like uh-huh. what were they right. thinking?" And then <laughs> I realized that just this time watching it that like the little girl wakes up and then the mom comes in with a baby carriage like a carrier yeah. and I'm like, "She is busy, this woman. Like what is that she is doing?" True, yeah. Dad's working and he comes home and just bangs and makes kids. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That's it. That's all they have time for. Um, <laughs> Very vision. So, yeah, Carmen's dad is going to ask her to play tennis and she's excited because, like, this is the first time all trip they're actually going to get to spend time with each other. And then, of course, uh, the missus ruins this and asks In him to like, stop fashion. somewhere first. Yeah, they, you knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing much more to say about that. Uh, well, she plays tennis with uh, her future stepbrother. Yeah. It's a very funny scene where she <laughs> smashes the one right in his forehead. Yeah, and he just like he's so <laughs> such a weird bland character where he's just like I'm okay. Like that's just like his first line <laughs> yeah. and last yeah, she line. Always says, yeah, he doesn't yeah. talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that she hates him for like no reason. Because <laughs> um, um, yeah, she has to watch this dumb soccer game too, and also has to hear like some guy tell her dad that he's like someone else's dad. Like, oh, this is your son, the soccer guy. You must be so proud. And she's just sitting there like, yeah, my boy. Uh, actually, he was my dad first, and he's actually right. He's dad. actually my dad for real. Yeah. I was waiting yeah. for this tennis scene between her and her stepbrother to be like a, a bonding moment of sorts and her to be like, oh, you know what? They're not so bad. And that's just not what happened at no. all. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. But but no. Um, I think she we, did start to like him there like a little bit. Maybe. And at then least the a little next bit. Yeah. She asks like where he is. So she's not mad at them anymore. Right. She's more just mad at her dad. Yeah. I don't think she has as much disdain for the for the boy as she does for everyone else. <laughs> the right. boy. There is uh, so much soccer in this movie, more than I was prepared for. I did yeah, not uh, know that this was a uh, soccer movie. Yeah, um, I wanted to add, I love the, I love all of the, um, what's it called? Like segues? It's not the word. Oh, you were saying that. Like the, like the transitions. Yeah, all the transitions. Yeah. Like when it starts at the beginning of the movie when Bridget decides to run home from the funeral and she starts running and then next thing you know, it's like somebody else running or her running right. and playing soccer or you something like that. that. Maybe that's why they did so much soccer in the movie so that the, those transitions would be really easy when someone kicks a ball <laughs> guess, in one soccer yeah. game then someone catches it in the other soccer True. game. I don't know. <laughs> I love it so much. I yeah. think it's so yeah. cool. Because we have, yeah, we have, she, Carmen's going to soccer game. Bridget's playing soccer. She's a ball hog. She refuses to pass. Uh, she scores. The rest of her team literally bows down to her. Like this is Serena <laughs> Vanderwood if she played soccer. And also, of course, like the, uh, coach is also like into her because she is no matter who she's playing she is irresistible um, yeah that's my favorite part about like... this character honestly is when she is a an amazing soccer player ball hog i think is like the funniest and like most interesting character arc of her right but the woman coach does not seem to like her that much and i no, can't blame no. her like bridget bridget doesn't really care she's just going to use this opportunity to like sexily pour water on her which Kills like me. i said a, a lot of this movie so is much. just this 17 year old look how hot she is like, she's just, <laughs> it's like she's when she not... takes the cap off and flips her hair yeah. she's shameless she is just gonna do whatever she has to do um 
again you guys know what her really... hair probably smelled like right what herbal essence there was so much herbal essence oh. in the movie <laughs> it's all i could no- like notice this time around it's like stocking shelves of herbal essence the girl gets a home package of herbal essence like it, I, you mentioned that i wouldn't have even noticed yeah i wouldn't have even known what that product is unless you said so yeah shampoo is she just gonna say that her hair smells like shit because she's running around a lot like no what just is this? herbal essence yeah probably. i was gonna say it probably smells fucking sweaty because you know what it smells like guys all you're doing is running uh like shit <laughs> <laughs> what good one call threw it so, up and threw it down uh, yourself speaking of shit carmen's dad is a piece of shit and he of course bails on tennis and makes her she has to play with her new brother instead um of course you know I'm liking the tennis more than the soccer. As as you know, I'm a big fan oh, of racket yes. sports. So I'm a, I'm a big tennis guy. I love You're a good tennis boy. movie. So yeah, uh, she she's so pissed off. She of course murders Paul's face with a tennis ball. Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, good moment. Yes, and then we'll go back to Greece for the first time in a while. Uh, Lena, you know, she's pulling in the boat because I guess she has to do manual labor while she's here on vacation. <laughs> and the Greek hunk drops by, and K- Costas realizes uh, now she knows not to talk to him, and he starts laughing because he knows that this is ridiculous. And this is when Lena's going to annoy me because she's like, oh, you think this is funny? Our grandparents hate each other, so obviously we can't talk to each other. Like, she really just listens to whatever her elders tell her. Like, I'm on the <laughs> well, Greek hunk's side. Well, she's also sworn. She had to swear. Yeah, right. swore, yeah. Well, that's also kind of like in classic Rory fashion, too. Exactly. Like, er- yeah, early this is Rory. Rory. Yeah. Exactly. The the Greek hunk is like, who the fuck cares if our grandparents hate each other? Like, they are just arguing over money and fish, but <laughs> Lena just can't do it. So she's kind of a fucking loser in this scene. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to take the... No better way to I say ha- it. I hate to take the guy's side in an argument, but Lena's being ridiculous here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, honestly, I don't um, think that Costas is that hot, by the way. I don't know if this is like a, a, a bomb to drop here, but I think he's just... His face is all right. Yeah. Well, that was why as a kid I didn't think he was that hot. But then growing up, I was like, now I'm like, okay, you're more attractive than the other guy. So you're saying I need to mature still. My my taste Yeah, you need to grow up a little bit, I think. All right. There is a, you know, it's not like there's stiff competition in this movie. Right. No. Uh, There's no Penn Badgley walking around. (laughs) That would make me have some stiff competition. Oh, gosh. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Oh, I know what you're saying. I'm taking Um, the mic away from him. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Tibby, Tibby goes back to work once again. Kind of wish this movie was all about her at this point, at least. Um, and because I, I guess just to go into this, like I mentioned at the beginning, I love the strong female friendships, but we have not gotten to see them be friends at all in this movie. And we're probably like halfway through or not, maybe not at the halfway point, but I'm still waiting for these pants to do their magic. I'm still waiting for these friends to actually interact with each other besides the occasional letter. But uh, that doesn't happen for a while, so I was a little disappointed in that. That kind of gives it a notch down for me. Sorry, Nicole. That's okay. Yeah, okay, it, it is funny. It's just like a, a it feels like a half movie of setup. I love movies together. where there's multiple storylines. Yeah, That's I mean, fair. yeah, I don't, I don't hate it for that. I was like just, I just Christmases. was not uh, prepared for it. I, I love the episode of television where they, where they do that, where they kind of just go character by character and tell a separate story kind of like yeah. uh, the and classic uh, Tales of Ba Sing Se in, uh, oh, in Avatar. So good. Oh, well, I love that the reaction. <laughs> oh, the best. I, I think it's different in TV because you already know these characters really well and like we're just right, exactly. people, so it's a little different. Yeah. Right. Yes. Um, so Tibby's wearing the pants to work even though it's against the dress code and her new friend Bailey is waiting for her with all her stuff. Uh, she so told cute. her mom that she was her assistant. She's a real go-getter here and <laughs> I love that Tibby's like, I already have three best friends. I do not need <laughs> this 12-year-old following me around. But <laughs> ba- Bailey wants to learn how to become a filmmaker, so she's going to follow her around, help her make the films. Um, I guess Bailey, um, because she maybe she's because she spends so much time at the hospital, she doesn't have many friends of her own. Because, I mean, you'd think that she'd be, you know, spending time with people her own age, but she really just latches on to Tibby here. 
Yeah, I, I guess she knows her time is relatively limited, and uh, she wants to do something that is interesting to her, and not just like spend yeah. all of her time in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, and Tibby is supposed to be our, like, Vanessa type, if Vanessa was actually cool and likable, because Tibby's also into, like, the filming people and, like, filming people without their permission for a lot of it, but but right. I like Tibby, so, like, it's not the same with Vanessa, and yeah, no. uh, Bailey seems to be very valuable to this project, because she's going to ask the uh, video game player guy some questions, and it- Brian she McBrian. Has- Brian yeah, McBrian. <laughs> she has- <laughs> Thank you. She has this quality about her where she just gets anyone to open up to her. She knows what questions to ask. Like, she is so good when it comes to making this documentary. Like, Tibby yeah. would be nothing without her. Oh, without Bailey. Like, her her documentary would have been so weird and boring if it was with, with, with yeah, exactly. Bailey. Like, what her was her documentary? documentary? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much like with, with the Vanessa, like, what was Tibby's documentary going to be? It was going to be so know. bad. It's going to be very strange. It was a bunch of, like, uh, talking heads of just being like, uh, yeah, this is where I work. Uh, I got nothing else for you. Yeah. Yeah, so weird. and yeah, it's it's strange. But so I, I like uh, in the Carmen story where she's gonna rebel by starting to speak Spanish, and she's like gonna out her dad as a Spanish speaker as well, which so nobody good. else nobody else knew this was a, a part of him. I, I like it's a good move on her. She's trying to make them feel left out, like she feels right now. But and this was uh, after was that after the incident with the housekeeper, like the um, person who was cleaning. I oh, think after... I think so. Yeah, I think so. So then she was like, I'm gonna just like point out how big of assholes you guys are i didn't like, think about yeah, that how yeah. like, she like oh she doesn't speak english very well meanwhile the dad speaks spanish perfectly fine and right talk to her right i didn't yeah. think about that that's a great connection that only a traveling pants expert like nicole would be able to bring <laughs> out. Right. so thank god she is here um so uh at soccer camp bridget's gonna bridget's gonna get a letter which i thought would be the pants but it's just like a short letter from her dad i guess and uh she again just wants to sit with coach eric at lunch or whatever um and (laughs) checks like cracks me up (laughs) we haven't really we haven't really seen any evidence that eric like wants to hook up with her but bridget's so full of herself that she thinks eric wants her to go to the cantina with him yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Why would he say that in front of me? Yeah, he, yeah, he said exactly. it out loud. He would have written it down if he didn't want me to come. <laughs> like he said it out loud, so obviously he wants me to go. <laughs> like this is ridiculous. <laughs> he would have written it on the pants otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> um so Tibby and Bailey making their movie. I hope I mean, at this point I was hoping that Bailey would get a producer credit on this film, but it's gonna end up just being completely about her, so I guess that's even oh, better. Yeah. And uh Bailey was hinting that she wants to try on the pants, and Tibby lets her. Um, so I thought maybe, oh, is this the bad guy that uses the pants for the wrong reasons? But <laughs> he just no, starts not exploding. <laughs> <laughs> you played right into my trap. <laughs> but oh, they didn't fit her, and I wanted them to fit her. But I, I was I just wanted to end. So they fit her. Like, she put them on Yeah, I wanted her to be special too, but she's just all alone in this room now with oversized pants, and I was like, yeah. oh, Bailey. So Tibby now sends the pants. She, she. Uh, she has to spend a bunch of money to spend them. So I, I feel like this little game that they're playing seems very, it's like more trouble than it's worth. They have to spend money to ship these pants every time they want to make it happen. Yeah, it's, yeah. it seems like it'll be very expensive. That's actually one of my notes I put down too. Like, I wonder how much money, especially sending packages to Greece. Like, to Greece. we had a package that we wanted to send to Gina in Ireland, and it was like, what, $75, $75 yeah, to that, send? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a hell of, like, yeah, who's ever sending it out to Greece? It really has to spend a lot more money, probably. Yeah, and Tibby even says, doesn't she, like, make a joke, like, this is more money, I'm spending more money sending these out than yeah. I get in two and a half hours yeah. working my shift? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> why I'm The only one yeah. working for the summer has to send it the furthest. Yeah, exactly, she's working for nothing now, because she has to work and then spend all the money to, to, to <laughs> send these pants, like, what the hell? savings. Oh, my God. 
But yeah, and then they're uh, they're gonna go to the lemonade stand, and you know Bailey's gonna bring up that like Bill Gates had a lemonade stand. She read she read it in the magazine. <laughs> I love what this. What is her scene. ankle before she has Bailey I, here? I don't know. Yeah, She's like, well, no, don't say that. Don't don't ask people questions. Don't open up. I just love that these two will fight about anything. I love it so much. Yeah. Um, and then we see at the end where Bailey like goes up to the lemonade stand kids, and she's like, I wish you the best of luck in your endeavor. It's so cute. I just love a good Um, bickering duo in anything. Yeah. uh, It's so good. Thank God we have them. I love these two so much. Um, And so Lena seems... Uh, back to Greece. Lena seems not to be able to get away from from the Greek guy. A- at this point, I was just like, "You two better just like kiss or get on with your lives because we are making no progress here. It is <laughs> yeah. nothing Hurry is up. happening. Yeah. Like it's not like these two had like any spectacular chemistry that I was loving the slow play, like watching it play out. No, all like, we had so far was like her putting fish in the water. That was yeah, like, we have nothing. And I'm just thing. like, and I'm and just like, I know. T-shirt. Yeah, and I'm just like, I know these two are going to get together eventually. So what's the point? What are we doing here? Let's, yeah. yeah, let's just get there, guys. Well, this is the point where she's in the fish market, right? So she's painting, obviously there, like, to see him. Yes, right. exactly. When she wasn't he kind of points that out. He's like, yeah. so what are you doing here? Like, you're not just here You're hanging out in buildings. the smelly fish market. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it smells like shit here. You're obviously here for me. <laughs> yeah, and then she's also going to have her existential crisis where she's like, I haven't lost anything, but I still can't love, while people like Bridget and Costas have lost everything and still can love. Um, yeah. Bridget okay. has I mean, Bridget did lose her mom, which is a great loss, but she didn't lose everything. I mean, she's... Uh, she's definitely going through a tough time, but I don't think she's lost her ability to love. I mean, clearly not. She is loving all over the place with assistant coach Eric. Right. <laughs> That's true. Um, and we, do, do we confirm that uh, her mom committed suicide? Was it, yes, it, I believe it's at least heavily implied or yeah. it's outright said. I, cause I, it's a PG movie. I guess they don't say it. I, yeah, think, I, think I thought it, you said that they said at the funeral it took her life. That, yeah, think, oh, that's then, what it must have been what it was, right? So I think I, think I heard the, that. Because at the end where um, Bridget's having like her kind of depressive episode, she's kind of like saying like, oh, this is how my mom was or whatever. And they're like, no, you're not like your mom. You're, you know, whatever. So I think it's like implied that her mom like had these depressive episodes and that's why she ended up uh, taking her life. But I am am almost positive they did say something at the funeral about taking a life. Uh, Yeah. So maybe that was it. it. if we all have it in the back of our minds that her mom committed suicide, then I think it probably. probably I don't think we're all just making. Yeah, I did. I did Google it afterward too because I did not catch the "take her life" quote, and I that's what the like what I read said. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So, so that that aspect of Bridget's plot was like a little bit unclear, but like kind of more more or less implied. And the I didn't think she actually had sex with him until Nicole's like, yeah, that's what they did. Yeah. Uh, did you catch that, Gagan? Um. I'm not sure. I can't even remember. It's been like a couple of days since I actually watched the movie, so I don't know yeah. if I thought that they had sex. Maybe I have it in my notes somewhere, like these two fucked, and we'll, okay, it'll yeah, be a we'll, surprise we'll to all of yeah, us we'll if I get it. We'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the soundtrack, a song called, uh, well, it was like Black Roses Red or something starts playing, and I was like, ooh, this is good, so I added it to a playlist. Just like, nice. not about the movie. Oh, wow. I just wanted to say that. Uh, I got added to the playlist. I uh, played it while I was running today, and nice. thank you, Sister of the Traveling else, Pants. Yeah, if nothing else, yeah. <laughs> so great. here we're finally going to start getting some like conflict here where Tibby goes outside looking for Bailey in her usual spot but she isn't there I mean they bicker a lot but Tibby definitely misses her already like she has grown accustomed to working with this girl she loves her she doesn't want to admit it but she loves her new little friend and she goes to knock on the door to look for the girl and the neighbor tells her, the neighbors like tell her she's at the doctor's and as soon as she said this you know obviously I'm like oh shit she must be sick and then the old lady says I don't know why though I heard they're stopping treatment and at this point I was watching the movie by myself and I audibly said oh no 
Like even before <laughs> they reveal, even revo- before they revealed she had leukemia. Like just when she was talking, I was like, right. "Oh my god, no! I can see where this is going. Oh no, yep. no, 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 no!" Not the best character. And, and at that point, I realized just how invested in this story and in this little girl I was. Even though yeah. we don't spend you know too much time with her, like already, I was just like so invested and just seeing where the story was coming. I was like, I literally just said, "Oh no!" out loud. So yeah, I mean, again, like percentage of scenes wise. These two aren't on screen all that much because they have to split it four ways. Exactly. So, like, it's so yeah. funny how invested you get in such a short period of time with them. Yeah, she's a. I mean, because I mean, you see it with the characters in the movie. Like she, something about her. Like she just is able to burst on the scene and get everyone to fall in love with her right away. Yeah. And so it's revealed here that she's had leukemia for a couple of years, and I am so sad to hear that. And I know exactly where the story is going, and now I just have to like prepare myself for it. So, um, Carmen Carmen comes home here and like. The her like new sister and her their friends are like talking shit about her, so that's not fun. But at least she has the pants now, so that's that's all well and good there. Yeah. And Bridget, Bridget now goes to the cantina. She finds Eric. She's like, uh, you know, what the fuck's going on here? Uh, she tells Eric if if he doesn't dance with her, she's gonna have to start drinking. And this is this is clearly the old version of Serena. Like this is pre boarding school <laughs> yeah. Serena. Like this is yeah. exactly who she is. Like you're not fooling me. I know I know who this is. And, <laughs> and also her dancing always makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know why. So like, do you think she's dancing, a better swimmer than dancer? I think she might be a better swimmer <laughs> she's than She's a better dancer. swimmer than the age-old question, are you a better swimmer than dancer? And Coach Eric is kind of understandably like, yeah, I'm not getting involved with you because A, I'm your coach, and B, you're a minor, so like, stop, this needs to stop right now. How old well, is Coach Eric remember, supposed to be? She she says to him on the run, "I'm 17." Yeah, she like points it out very quickly, like, "Hey, just so you know, you can fuck me if you if you want to." Like, yeah. hey, just so you know, the age of consent is 17, and as am I. So, <laughs> um, but uh, still, still definitely a child. How old is Coach Eric supposed to be? He's supposed we to be 19. We were trying to figure that out because he's in college, so I don't oh, I know if he's like 20, 19 to 22. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, until I get more information, I'm still going to call taboo on this whole relationship. But 19 to 17 isn't too much of a difference. The only thing is the obvious power dynamic where he is her coach. But she, uh, to, to, to his credit, she is being very relentless here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I also want to say, too, back about uh, that little scene with Carmen when her stepsister and her friends were like seemingly talking shit about her. This is the point in the in the movie where I was still hoping that like she would kind of make amends with all these step-siblings because... I thought maybe she would kind of take this the wrong way and be like, oh, you know, no, we weren't, like, at the end, maybe they would reconcile and be like, no, we weren't making fun of you. We were talking about how beautiful you were. And that's not what happened at all either. Yeah, I had no. high hopes for, like, ever, ever the maybe there would, be a, uh, yeah, there would be some sort of uh, positive change in these kids, and it just yeah, never no. happened. Why Except can't all the end, when just Carmen get along? walks into the, as she walks in front of <laughs> the actual daughter as, like, the first bridesmaid. But somebody, like, pushed the daughter out of the way. <laughs> and she's I'm just smiling. Sure. She's okay. Good. Yeah. Fuck, fuck them. This is, yeah. <laughs> this is Carmen's moment. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we finally, we get a montage of Lena and Costas finally bonding, riding their bikes and fishing and drawing. And, like, she is apparently some kind of artist here. It, we flag up that Carmen is a writer. We do not call Lena, Lena the artist. I no. Guess. Yeah, we <laughs> but, don't talk about that. Yeah. Uh, and Tibby the filmmaker. As... Uh, much like with Vanessa, her film would have completely sucked if not for uh, the help of Bailey. Every every rebellious teen thinks that they can be a filmmaker, but it's harder than it looks. This And this 12-year-old girl is better at it than any of them. <laughs> yeah, she just needs to know how to work the equipment, and then she would make a much better movie. Yeah, and she, comes she was her... just like a less sarcastic human being. 
She's very yeah, sarcastic yeah, and cold. Like you yeah. don't yeah, want to talk any, to her. Why would anyone want to open up to her? Like exactly. <laughs> here comes Bailey to the rescue. She has her pressing questions. She's she apologizes for being late. She's wearing all the equipment, as adorable as ever. And she's once again Bailey is the one who's able to get this lady to open up. Uh, as she's a side got, note, they're standing in front of a entire shelf of herbal essence in this scene. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. The product placement is working on Nicole. It's not working on me and Brendan who did not even notice. Um, and she, so Bailey's got like fun facts about Baskin Robbins here. She's like a genius. She's, she's, a, and she's able to make everyone feel comfortable talking to her. Like this whole thing is just me praising Bailey. Obviously, uh, if we are giving MVPs at the end of this, I oh, think yeah. it's pretty safe to say that Bailey might have this one locked up. Right. But, oh yeah. This yeah. is the scene um, where she's talking to that older woman and she's like, I think you'd be great at that Baskin Robbins job of making new flavors. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And she's even apologizing to Tibby for butting in again. But Tibby is like, she finally is like, no, you're good. Uh, but Bailey obviously is going to realize something must be up. She's right she's like, that. Yeah, who told you? She She's not an idiot. She knows something's up now. Like, Tibby's being nice now. There must be a reason for it. Right. And she's uh, she says, are you only asking me to come with you because you feel sorry? And at least Tibby's honest here. And she's like, I don't know, maybe. But <laughs> I think... This this Finally, we're getting the beautiful female friendship that I've been looking for. These two. This yes. is the yes. relationship of the movie. And that's a fair point because... Honestly, Bailey knows Tibby well enough at this point uh, because her actually asking her to come with her is very suspicious. Yeah. yeah Usually exactly. she She's just like, what? tags along. Yeah, come on. Yeah, what the fuck is happening here? Um, this is where we get to the dri- bridesmaid dresses scene, and this is where we we kind of talked about this already, but it's not fitting. And they, they're just so <laughs> – everyone's just such an asshole. They're, like, shit-talking her as she's changing. She's, like, right there, and they keep calling her the other one. The other, which the makes other her fi- one, yeah. Which makes her finally snap, which is, like, the cathartic moment I needed from her. She just, like, yeah. goes off on them, and I was just like, yes, Carmen, finally. <laughs> right. And we get a lot of these moments from her where she just goes on a, a rampage and just, like, you know what? You deserve yes. all of this. And I she's like it every time she does it. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then we have, again, Blake Lively is going to keep trying to seduce her soccer coach. De- definitely my least favorite story here. Um, Bridget too writes her letter. Yeah, Bridget writes her letter to Lena, and she's bragging about how uh, she's got a hottie named Eric who's off limits but doesn't care because she's never wanted anything more in her life. Right. What the fuck is wrong with her? Right. <laughs> yeah, that moment, too, I think spoke to me a little bit. I was like, that's all hot. That's, that's very intense. <laughs> and, like, thinking from, like, a girl's perspective, right, and, like, Thinking back to me being 16 and, like, probably definitely a prude in some senses, but, like, 17 years old, meeting a guy, my first thought wouldn't be, like, I need to sleep with this guy. Like, I've yeah, never no. done it before, but I need to do that, like, this, this needs summer. to happen. I, I guess that's what they're trying to say is her pressing issue is that she's trying to cope with her mom with sex in a... Yeah, trying to like yeah, fill a it void. It comes like out of nowhere. It feels like like yeah. I I, I feel I like I did feel like I had to connect those dots too. It, it didn't seem like yeah. it made total sense unless like you went that roundabout way. Like okay, I guess this is what they're trying to do, but it wasn't yeah. super apparent. Yeah, and we see Bridget trying to uh, turn on the charm here for Eric again, and th- this is the scene where I was like, "There's definitely that patented Blake Lively charm, but she has not fully perfected it here yet." Like yeah, she has in Gossip Girl. Yeah, it just feels like there was just a little something missing. Right. And this is where Eric's like, also weird that uh, Blake Lively has, the character of Eric is her brother in Gossip Girl, and it is I the know. person she's trying to fuck in this movie. I'm just realizing that now. <laughs> when I said Eric at the start, I was like, I think I made that up. No, no yeah. Um, unless I'm also making this up, but I'm no, pretty it sure is Eric. it's Eric. Oh, okay, um, also, to go back to the rankings quick, Eric gets uh, fifth place for hair. 
out of out of <laughs> yeah yeah i don't like the hair on eric here um and speaking of people who have no chemistry like i feel like at least lena and costas are like slowly slowly developing some but i feel like these yeah. two really have nothing like i was actively rooting against them well yeah because yeah. it's, it's just i keep wanting to say serena it's just uh bridget stalking this guy and him kind of saying no <laughs> yeah. and there's not a lot of even conversation between the two of them where until like, she pulls out a the big guns between the lena and costas Right. Yeah, she pulls out the big guns where she tells Eric that uh, her mom died, so she had to meet with a therapist, and she's never told that anyone before. He kind of comes right. out of nowhere, this this revelation. <laughs> and he just but goes, maybe he, you should have kept that inside. Buddy. Yeah, he basically does do that. Like, yeah. he doesn't say that, but he's kind of like, I can't do this. Like, he, like in that moment, and she's like, don't talk. And yeah. he just, like, grabs his hand, and I'm like, this feels very forced, but okay. Does, yeah, well, I don't know you. Why are you telling your deepest, darkest secret to uh, <laughs> to me? Right. Yeah. And so now we get another scene. I just feeling more and more bad for Carmen. Again, as as Lena is on the up, everyone else is on the down here where Carmen uh comes home um Ugh. and she hears laughter and like she 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 comes home like the cab driver's worried for her safety and she's like, yeah. Oh yeah, they're probably all like wondering where I am right now. Like looking but, for the me. cab driver's yeah. more worried than anyone yeah. in her family. And I love the cab driver who is definitely more worried for her safety than anyone else in her family. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and not only are they not looking for her, but they're all just having dinner together without her. <laughs> what? I know. Who thought this was a good idea? Like, obviously, but her dad couldn't be like, shouldn't we wait for, like, what is wrong or with like, them? He or go should out be looking out for looking for her. Yeah. Like, she just disappeared. Yeah, literally. Oh, my God. I hate her family. So she, like, naturally chucks a rock at the window and breaks it. Fucking good love for her. Good. I would do the same thing. Uh, like, another love very cathartic scene. scene. You could say this is immature, but it is not. This is exactly no. how the situation should be handled. Damage yeah, their they, fucking property. Oh, yeah. It's her saying, like, Dad, what the fuck? That's that's yeah. her a great way of saying that. I can't and be, I also I, like I, that she then runs to the bus station or the train station or wherever she goes. And, like, he, he didn't come doesn't after after that go too? look yeah. for her no. still. He still yeah, doesn't well, come after I don't her. Want, I don't want well, the pork chops to get cold, so I guess I just <laughs> have to finish up here first. Like, he just, like, there's no other way around it. He just does not care. He has his no. new family and he doesn't care. Like, all of her worries are very valid when she voices them to him later. And I think she get, he gets let off the hook way too easy at the end here. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, oh, man. Another great scene. Tibby and Bailey are stargazing here, Ugh. and the the twelve year olds getting like introspective. They're pondering about their like being more to li- more than life kind of. And we're gonna get real here. Tibby asks her if she's scared, and she says she's not scared of dying. She's just scared of not having enough time to figure out who she's supposed to be or what her place in the world is before she leaves it. And first of all, what a like brave and thoughtful response so from a twelve year old. I yeah. guess she's been going through this for a couple of years now, so she has had time to like just sort out the rest of her life which you shouldn't have to do as a 12 year old obviously no. but no. and secondly what a great performance by jenna boyd who who was putting this performance on as an 11 year old i think she yeah. was at the time of filming this and she she starts to get choked up in the scene and now i'm starting to get choked yeah. up and like this d- girl deserves a world i would kill for her right i think the movie to this point was just like kind of cruising along and this is where we hit like a really good 15 to 20 minute stride like, yeah exactly. really coming together here yes yeah um, i have chills again there, yeah. That's the, the chill really counter is up to three with Nicole. And one Eleven, uh, teary-eyed. <laughs> I was teary-eyed in this scene as well. 11-year-old Jenna Boyd is knocking it out of the park here. Um, so Lena <laughs> Lena is uh, now, you know, she's she's on the upswing here. She's talking about Casas. Uh, she's talking to Casas about her friends. And I love this scene because, as I said in the beginning, like they all care about each other a lot because she's saying nothing but positive things about all of her friends. It's so clear that she like loves them all, and I'm really enjoying her talk about them because – like I said, it just sucks that we don't get to see them actually interact with each other still for right. for another few scenes here. But at least we get to hear them talk so positively about positively about each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, maybe in the sequel we get more of them all together, or like maybe they're actually all wearing like 
they find out that the pants stretch so much they can all wear them at the same time. <laughs> that would be a great sequel. They all, and everyone is just staring at them, but they're just, they don't give a shit. We're these freaks. Instead of like being like in a large sleeping bag, they're all just like laying next to each other in one pair of pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is great. This better be the sequel. So we're, uh, we're finally getting some heartfelt moments here with the characters. I guess um, I guess I don't know why I expected these heartfelt moments to come s- sooner, but with the, the Lena and Costa storyline particularly, it just felt like a ton of filler before we finally get to here yeah yep. and with the bridget story yeah and with the bridget story we've already gotten kind of the heart to heart with uh bridget's therapy story and i'm still not feeling anything like for them no. even though she's had the most traumatic experience by far they, right. yeah. the, her mom has just died and i feel nothing for her sorry it Blake takes Lively, until but... the pizza scene yeah she, i mean blake lively should be the most p- charming part of anything she's in but her character is just so flat and one note for 95 percent of the film yeah yeah i think they kind of played it a little bit wrong where they give you the tragedy up front and then they show you her trying to push it down but they don't give you signs that she's doing that they just make you feel like True. she's okay but they should give you little tidbits of her being like i'm not supposed to feel emotions right now i'm just going to try and focus on this guy but they just make you feel like she forgot what happened yeah yeah so um on the bright I, side though we yeah. finally get the uh the greek hunk finally plants a kiss on lena yeah that was my exact reaction too (laughs) (laughs) Um, my 69 year old boss has a a great uh joke about tulips if i can uh, tell it real quick oh god uh i'll I'll say it from his perspective He, he would say it to this kid peter that works at the job and he goes hey peter um do you need any extra money this weekend, like you could, you could work for me if you want. He's like, oh yeah, sure. He's like, what am I gonna be doing? He's like, oh, you, you could be plant, you could plant tulips. And he's like, okay, great. Uh, where do I have to do that at, at your house? Like, I'll show you. You could plant your tulips. Plant your tulips right here. And he points to his dick. Oh my god. <laughs> and for the they're lucky the five, they don't have an HR department. <laughs> and yeah, and for the five zero to seventeen year old listeners we have, you'll of course go back in editing and post like a kind of a content warning, just kind of like yes, 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 yes. A content warning. All underage people tune out now. I have a lot of work to do. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a tough wise. one for you. <laughs> <laughs> so Carmen is on the bus now going home. She thought when the pants arrived, they would make everything better. But so far, these pants have been a real miss all around for the most yeah. part. Um, Carmen's back with her mom where people actually appreciate her. And her dad has the nerve to fucking call and ask if she got home okay. Also, and- takes like a whole day to call to ask if she's okay. No, well, yeah, he probably Doesn't had another soccer game. she have a cell game. phone? Probably had another soccer game to attend. Yeah, I <laughs> probably had a soccer game. Um, yeah, and her mom is like, "Yeah, this is what I was afraid of," but she's going to comfort her. At least we have one good parent in this in this family. Um, yeah, she's also beautiful. And, that mom. Yeah, she's a babe. Yeah, she she's a she's a real looker. That that mom. <laughs> um, and then this is where we get where uh, Bridget. We're an hour and fifteen minutes into the movie, and Bridget is finally getting the pants for the first time, and she is by far the most excited to receive the pants, and yes. she's hugging the jeans. She's telling all of her friends they're magical, and they make stuff happen, and her friends are just like, um, okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with her? Um, it's funny. And, I think she's the only one that's really surrounded by people she kind of knows in her storyline. Yeah, they didn't yeah. make any use of her like soccer friends. They just all kind of think nope. she's weird. No, except for the dead mom <laughs> joke at the beginning. Who makes that? They go, oh, my mom was crying all week. Oh, my mom was doing this. What did your mom do? And she goes, nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a good one. You know, Bridget's my favorite character now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Retroactively re- re- adjust the rankings. Um, <laughs> 
So, uh, Carmen and Tibby, we finally have two of our core four talking to each other here as Carmen is home. Carmen's venting about the nightmare that was her dad's other family. And Tibby obviously has a lot in her mind here. So I'm not going to be too hard on her, but she is being a bad friend. Like her, her friend in Carmen is just trying to vent. And Tibby, Tibby is saying like, you know, there's worse things than your dad getting married. And like, yes, there is obviously your 12 year old friend is about to die, which is very unfortunate, but there's not a ton of things worse than someone. Don't don't invalidate her feelings right now. For, for, there's no reason for that. She just needs someone it, to she just needs someone, a, someone to listen to her. And it is a pretty bad situation. Like yeah. her her dad left her and abandoned her and cares about his new family more than her. Like that is very traumatic. And I again, I get that Tibby's new best friend is dying, but she still needs to be a better friend here and back up Carmen. Like Carmen just wants to vent to someone. You have to in that moment you have to be like just let her vent and be like, right. yeah, right. your dad's a fucking she's asshole. She's had such a shitty summer so far and she's so excited probably to see her friend. At least she can talk to someone who cares and understands she's got her mom now and to be back. And then the first thing she is shitty. <laughs> imagine taking the dad's side in fucking anything. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. But uh, I am Car- kind of that type of a person who's like, I'm kind of like Tibby in that sense, which is not always good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Nicole, I'm not coming to you with any of my problems. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I think I'll, sometimes if it's a big enough problem, sure. Right. I'll be like Carmen. I'll just I'll just like flip you off and start accusing you of being a hypocrite. <laughs> and uh the Tibby Tibby's eyes now they're going to start to fill with tears. Obviously she's going through a lot and uh this movie, this is when it starts, you know, we, we're in a groove now. This movie's a lot better with the girls actually interacting with each other. Uh Tibby's going to storm off here and Bridget, I guess, uh, back in Mexico, thinks these pants are going to get her laid. So she has, <laughs> she heads to the beach, and it sucks that they're not allowed to wash the pants because, like, they're on a dirty beach now. I feel like they've got to be so gross by this point. Yeah, yeah you're now the, the fourth wearer. They're yeah. definitely disgusting. Yeah, you're bringing them on the beach, and I guess maybe there is something to the magic in these pants because Eric sits down and just starts making out with her, and he's yeah. doing so well refusing her advances. But it's the magic of the pants; you really can't blame it. Yeah. That's why she was so excited. She knew as soon as she got there, like, oh, boy, it's happening tonight. Here yep. we go. And, and she put they... herbal essence stuff in her hair. I'm not fucking kidding. Like a, <laughs> like a spray or like a like a serum of some sort. And I like said to Brendan, like, herbal essence again. Yeah. Is, <laughs> is this where you're presuming they uh, had sexual intercourse? Yes. Okay. I guess I, I didn't get that from this scene because there is uh, nothing in my notes that say that they must have fucked. I just have that they made out. So they make out, but then she writes a letter to Lena, who eventually misses the letter. But she says in the letter, I don't know why something that I've been wanting and something uh, that is supposed to make you feel so whole may, like didn't do the job. Right. Like, and it, I think I just think that for her to say like, something she wanted so badly was just the guy and not so much like having sex. Yeah. But then when gotcha. you said that, it made more sense because she was also crying too. And that makes that in context uh, works better. Yeah. Like, it just so, didn't make her, right, right. it didn't do the job of, like, what she's trying to do, which is fill the yeah, void. Yeah, so it was a classic story of, like, oh, mm-hmm. I want to have sex to make myself feel better, and it'll fill, like, the hole that I'm having. And yeah. Like, you've heard that before in other media. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was debating over whether I wanted to make a dirty joke, but I decided against oh, it. So let's just, oh, <laughs> let's just, let's it, just. I, had, I have it? a feeling it has to do with fill the void. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, there was a reason I, I wasn't going to say anything, but then I was just silent for like three seconds. So I felt like I had to explain my silence because <laughs> I can't trust uh, Brendan to edit out any dead audio. <laughs> like that's too much work for him. So. No, yeah, no. 
Matt, you're, really? you're just trying to make my job so hard this week. <laughs> really, He's we're just going to give it a behind the... for three seconds before really... he speaks. <laughs> behind the scenes look here is how I'm just like shitting on all over Brendan's editing. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I would never be able to edit anything if I even tried. So no. Well, also, I, I, just to defend myself too, I feel like it's, it sounds like a legitimate conversation sometimes when you there's like a couple like a second pause. Like people need to think sometimes before they speak. It sounds it sounds real. Yeah. That's, that's what I feel like. It's also Don't just me discovering my ass for being lazy, but whatever. <laughs> Don't defend yourself to me. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Lena's loving life. She goes on a walk. She meets up with her new Greek boyfriend, and uh, they're riding away on his like Vespa. And Bridget must be so jealous right now because uh, we know that old oh, Serena, Serena loves old the and Vespa. new Serena, loves oh. the Vespa. So <laughs> she must have been fuming. <laughs> Why couldn't that my be first me? thought when I saw the Vespa, I was like, oh, she's yeah. in the wrong country. <laughs> and they they also uh they also tell each other they like they love each other here which I feel like they just had their first kiss like yesterday and they've only known each other for a couple of weeks this is moving very quickly yeah yeah I, and I get that though I would yeah have I fall in love pretty quickly too and every <laughs> single family member in the country somehow finds out about them and shows up to literally tear them apart like physically tear them apart <laughs> yeah, I mean like somebody yeah. pushed the grandma I think like <laughs> yeah. I guess Costas hit punched the grandma <laughs> <laughs> yeah I remember that too grandma dunks Lena's head in water which seems pretty <laughs> yeah. excessive. She yells yeah, at her. She like throws insane. something at her. She's, She's waterboarding her granddaughter. Yeah. Gram- Grandpa spits on poor Costas. <laughs> yeah. I These remember that members, vividly as a kid. They're very disappointed, even though Costas did literally nothing. And they are, right. they are teaching Lena the lesson of, we are always right because we are related to you. And if you don't listen to our every demand, even when they don't make any sense, then you're a shitty granddaughter. So, and we'll drown you, know you in a bucket. In your Fuck picture. them too. They can go in the shitty parent pile. Yeah. <laughs> You can, every, there's wow. enough room for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> for all the parents. Parents and grand. Yes, and parents. this is the parents scene with <laughs> <laughs> parents, parents, new and grand, or whatever. Yeah, they, <laughs> I was trying to come up with that. Young and old, brain new, new and old, old and grand, whatever. <laughs> and this is the scene where uh, Bridget's like depressed now, and she's saying she got everything she wanted, but still feels nothing. Uh, she just wants her mom, and this is the first bit of like any kind of emotional development we've gotten from her. The first like bit of anything we've gotten from this character. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, also, you look like you're you gonna know, say something. Yeah, it's okay. You want to go ahead? No. Nope. I was gonna say basically, like I feel like her doing that. Sometimes, like things happen in life where it just kind of like makes you realize how empty you're feeling. Like you're just kind of trying to avoid, and eventually it's gonna come out because you can't yeah. avoid that feeling forever. It ev- yeah, it eventually comes to Are the you surface to say something? here. <laughs> and <laughs> and everyone's having a. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next your next appearance, you can finally tell everyone that. Our amazing sex is not what you need, and you need to break up with me. You heard it here first. <laughs> Any anyone updating the wiki, get to it. <laughs> Nicole's character entry on on the wiki is going to be very interesting. <laughs> you still haven't detested that, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm just waiting for well, Gagan to continue his thought from before. All right. <laughs> I was just going to say everyone's having a tough time as Tibby's mom drives by, tells her that Bailey's in the hospital, isn't doing well. I, I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to handle this. And it looks like uh, Tibby also isn't able to handle this because uh, Mrs. Tibby wants to drive her to the <laughs> hospital. And uh, she said, and Tibby's just like, ah, yeah, I'll go if there's time. So she clearly is not prepared for this. No. Um, at the at the same time, uh, Carmen is still 
mad at her dad. She's she's apologizing to Tibby, first of all, which um, I would still take Carmen's side in this, but she's, yeah, she's sweet for too. apologizing I was here. confused by uh, this apology. I was like, I don't know if you have to, but... Yeah, uh, I don't think she was I, in I the wrong Tibby here, felt but, bad either way. Yeah. They, I mean, they're two, They're clearly great friends. They just want to put this behind right. them uh, no matter what. So uh, Carmen's heard about Tibby's friend Bailey. Bailey's still denying that they're friends, which, come on, come on Tibby, who, who are you fooling at this point? You, you guys on. are best friends. Come on, Tibbles. Um, yeah, she starts complaining about... She, come on, Tibble. <laughs> <laughs> she starts complaining about Bailey, but you can tell she really... Everything she's complaining about, she actually likes, and she's super upset and doesn't doesn't know she's going to be okay. And God, man, um, at this point, you know, I, I got to say, I, I have in my notes here, um, if Bailey doesn't make it, I will hate Nicole forever for making me watch this movie. So, <laughs> no, Nicole, you've got some explaining to do. <laughs> I know, I know. How dare you? I can't believe... I cannot believe I did not know anything about this. Like, I did not know this was a, a plot line at all. Like, you'd think I'd know that this there was, like, a uh, a Cancer Kid storyline yeah. in this yeah. movie. Like, I, was I, I didn't nothing. know there would even be, like, there'd be, like, this much emotion in this movie. I thought yeah. it would just be yeah, kind of and, surface level. And it was really... There's some really intense... <laughs> depressing and I, so I, much death yeah. in this movie i yeah. famously tweeted out wtf no one told me that I sisterhood of the tweet. traveling pants was going to make me cry this much but yeah <laughs> that, that's where we're at so yeah. um uh <laughs> rory gilmore is a uh, very pissed <laughs> it would have been funny if uh <laughs> rory <laughs> in uh, the gilmore the gilmore grandparents also played her uh-huh. grandparents in this but were just greek inexplicably <laughs> 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 Lena's pissed off at Grandpa. She she tells him off. It's a very Rory speech. Uh, she puts her heart on the line here. She's begging Grandpa to let her have this chance to fall in love. You know, how could you say no to her? And and Papu tells her to go. And she, she rides her can little I, Vespa off into impression? the distance. Yeah, please do. Not, as long as it's not offensive. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll just keep moving then. <laughs> okay, oh, my God. <laughs> no, just kidding. I was going to say, you can go. I don't think he says that. I think he just says... Go. <laughs> go. A little bit of paraphrasing. You, you Usually paraphrasing go. makes things uh, shorter, but shorter. you tripled the length of the sentence in your paraphrasing. If you paraphrased, you would have said... I'm, I'm a, <laughs> nice. I'm a famously uh, long paraphrase guy. Oh, yeah. I make, that, we do know I make that it all you. longer. And that, that's we get the scene right at... like It's a scene right out of a romantic comedy. I, I wouldn't classify this movie as a romantic con- comedy, but Lena runs to the boat that's about to leave, and she yeah. goes for Casas, and they share a passion kiss so good for them obvious storyline but whatever good for them for having their happy well, i think ending. this is that's kind of what i was expecting from this film like you were saying earlier you didn't expect right. all these emotional scenes. i thought it was gonna be a bunch of these kinds of storylines yes but if the uh the carmen storyline and the tibby storyline really knocking it out of the park for things that i was yeah. not expecting yeah. and um so they're gonna say that they love each other again and god like this is a gossip girl podcast so i'll say like dan and serena had more trouble saying i love you and they'd been dating for months than these two who have been dating for like a week maybe and they're just saying i love you all over the place I, I didn't it didn't bother me all that much mainly because she was on a vacation in like a foreign country i think that kind of gets you swept up in the moment quite a bit she's got like, a it's like, like vacation goggles on yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yeah so um this is when i guess uh Carmen's shitty dad is going to call her and I I was like don't let him off the hook here please don't let him off the hook and to her credit she does not let him off the hook here her dad uh her dad oh, 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 oh her dad starts <laughs> it off by saying uh don't worry you don't have to apologize and I wanted to pop him in the are nose you fucking yeah. yeah yeah you fucking guy are you she, I think she starts me? with like apologize <laughs> she just goes apologize off. is that you paraphrasing again <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good I really like that Keegan immediately made fun of the way you said it. 
instead of apologize. <laughs> hey, you like that shit, huh? Apologize. <laughs> I thought that was a good one. I, I thought I nailed Papu. I nailed Carmen. If we were doing, if we were doing traveling pants theater, that would be a shoe in for the. <laughs> <laughs> apologize, Dad. <laughs> so, so uh carmen finally gets everything off her chest she says she's angry with him she she's like you know she says it's his fault he should have told her like no fucking shit this is all obvious to us watching here but somehow it wasn't <laughs> obvious to him carmen's like yeah not only that but like you fucking abandoned me for a better family and she's in tears here and she wants to know what she did wrong like this is really tough and man yeah. another great performance here by uh america ferrar right that's who she's plays her so america good. Ferrar. Yep. She, yeah she's very good in this scene yeah she was and, great the the line in particular uh, that was such a fucking gut punch is when she's like, "Why why does Paul visit his alcoholic dad once a month, but you only visit me twice a year?" Oof. Like, that yeah, so, and very well delivered. I got chills again just yeah. now. Very Thanks well game. delivered. Yeah, yeah. Four oh, chills. You're welcome. Counter is up to four, I believe. So. <laughs> and uh, also in this, like, Timmy's just sitting there. I don't know. If it was me, I probably would have like left the room and given her some space. But she just has to kind of like awkwardly yeah. watch this whole. I guess this is just a level of friendship play. that they have. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And. Uh, Carmen correctly calls out that he's just like so happy being Paul and Krista's da- Paul and Krista. Yeah, I guess that's her name. Yeah. I, wow, I, that's what it says here in my notes. I don't, I okay. could not tell you if that's actual her name, but uh, yeah, she, he's so happy being Paul and Krista's dad, but does not give a shit about her. And at this point, he does apologize, but she tells him like that's not enough and hangs up on him. And I was like, fucking yes, that's what this asshole deserves. I was so yep. scared that she was just gonna forgive him, and he, we would get this undeserved happy ending, which we still end up doing. Kind of like I don't think this happy ending for him is deserved at all. She he should not never have been left off the hook. But yeah, at least no in this moment. We get another cathartic moment where, like, this is something, like, yes, I guess they can, uh, I'm not saying swear off your dad forever, like, obviously she loves him and doesn't want to do that, but, um, I don't think this is, yeah, right. I don't think this is something that can be wrapped up this quickly, but I understand no, that no, this no. is, this is a movie, so they want to wrap it up by the end of the movie, but I In still don't like it, form, so, yeah. so fuck it, fuck everyone, I guess. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's the whole point of this storyline is just for her to, like, to go off on him and, yes. like, just, again, like, and I guess we, hold him accountable. Yeah. We needed it as the viewers as well to see this happen. Yes. Um. So Tibby, Tibby's coworker is on her smoke, smoke break. She asks Tibby where her friend is. And this is where she sees, like, she says she was having a tough time a couple weeks ago, but Bailey, like, asked her if she wanted to talk. Like, we just see how special Bailey is to just everyone she has come into contact with. Like, yeah. almost unbelievably so. And I thought we were going to get a first uh, cigarette from Tibby here. No, no, we don't get Tibby smoking. Is that something you were looking out for, like, the whole movie? You're like, when's Tibby going to smoke? When's, when's Tibby, Tibby going to smoke? <laughs> and the last scene with Bailey, she's like, Bailey, why'd you have to go? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Fair and this ass. is when we really see, like, I think Lena's writing another letter here, and we just really just emphasize how she's thriving now, and Tibby and Carmen are just so sad, and so yeah. is Bridget, and hopefully the pants can bring their magic to them, too, because we find I didn't even realize Lena was wearing the pants, but apparently uh, she's giving the pants credit for what happened with her love story so yeah um, and this is where uh lena oh it was to tibby that she writes this i thought it was carmen but lena writes to tibby like she's in love with her where she, where she says yes. all my love lena here and um so yeah also, tibby's gonna get my, the pants my question is how does she open the pants i mean she dropped the, the letter sure that's fine but every time yeah. the pants <laughs> arrive there's a letter with it so how does she just like not search for bridget's like Bridget's spiraling, and she doesn't even look for a letter. Like, she's just too wrapped up in her own head, Lena, at this point yes, in time. Yeah, yeah. well, she's having a great time. Let her enjoy her vacation. Yeah, well, I mean, okay. I, I think it's just typical Rory Gilmore. Like, as soon as she's in love with a guy, like, everything else falls to the wayside. She just doesn't care right. about her friends or anything. Like, yeah, you got a good point. 
they are staying very true to character with these with these actors. <laughs> they really are. Um, and I think when uh, Lena comes back from vacation, everyone compliments her hair, and this is what bumped her up to the number two spot. Was her grease hair is much different than her pre grease hair. Yeah. I th- yeah I thought you at first you were saying she had greasy hair, but you were just no saying no her, I would never yeah her hair from Greece. Yes. <laughs> she has hair in Greece. I get it now. Um, <laughs> Tibby is finally in the hospital, and Bailey says it's about time you showed up, and I'm already getting emotional. Like, yep. Even uh, what's his name, Brian Mc Brian McBride. Brian McBride. <laughs> yep. He dropped by to bring her the video game. Like it, it is a. Uh, it's very hard for Bailey to even talk, and it looks like she's not doing well at all. And yeah. this has to be very tough for Tibby, and because Bailey really is just this magical character who can look at a person and know what they're all about, like in the blink of an eye, and she always just knows what to say. And Tibby. As a Hail Mary here, she brought the traveling pants. She is probably breaking one of the rules here, having someone else put them on. I don't I don't know exactly what all the rules are, but I support it anyway. She's trying to save her friend's life here, so yeah. um she just got them from Lena and uh and I love that Bailey knows that uh Lena's the one in Greece. So obviously they've been talking about her friends and yeah, Bailey remembers, remembers all of them. Like, oh it's so nice. So and sweet. uh Tibby believes in the magic now because Lena said that they were she confirmed the magic and Tibby wants Bailey to have them for a while, even though they didn't fit her. But Tibby's just, she's breaking down and she really wants Bailey to take the pants. And she is desperately just hoping that these pants can kind of save her life. And she said, the, and whew, oh, when Bailey says I, the yeah. pants, the pants already worked their magic on me. They brought me to you. Uh, a killer <laughs> I, line. What the fuck, Nicole? That's I did not know. It was, oh I did not know it was this kind of movie, Nicole. I know. I'm sorry. I, I, well. I think like what really starts to make you break down yourself is when you see to be breakdown because she's supposed to be the, mm-hmm. the emotionless one like yeah. oh no yes. she's feeling this way how am i supposed to feel yeah i mean mind you mind you this is tibby the rebel like a rebel wouldn't yeah. just start crying like this no no mm-hmm. um ah oh, man so I, i'm at this point i was a fucking mess it, it doesn't take much for a movie to make me cry but this one definitely got me yeah <laughs> gotcha yeah Big tears time. were streaming down my face yep. um and so Soccer camp bus is going back to California, and we know that Bridget is still sad because she's not singing in Spanish this time. That is the tell. Um, <laughs> singing in Spanish means it's good time. It's good time, Bridget. Not singing in Spanish means it's uh, bad time, Bridget. Yeah. Um, I mean, she was still singing, but she was singing like kind of. Sad, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know any Spanish <laughs> words. <so. laughs> you do your all. We have a an emotional scene between uh, Tibby and Brian, of all people, where she lays her head on his shoulder and, mm-hmm. you know, she's home now looking sad. And, you know, obviously Bailey did not make it here, but Tibby puts in one of her tapes and it's a recording of Bailey. And I, I had uh. to, I literally paused the movie at this point because I was not <laughs> oh. ready for it. I, like, this happened. I, I, paused it. I was like, I had to compose myself because I was like, <laughs> I was not ready for this. Um, but once again, if we could have gotten, like, I want... A different, like, we don't have to redo the whole movie, but I want a different version of this movie, like, open parentheses, Bailey's version, close parentheses, where it's just <laughs> there, like, it's just the story of these yeah. two. Like, I, and I don't have any specifics of what the message said um, in this video because I was, like, crying too much, but pretty much it's just something to help Tibby, like, get through the days here. Like, the, the pants have worked their magic again, it's safe to yeah. say. Yeah. If we do a reboot of this movie with that version, I don't know if we get it as good, though, because we don't have the the same charming kid actor that we did. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it'd be tough. I just, I, if only they could have thought ahead and give us a version of that, like back in the day, just as a, yeah. a bonus features. Maybe there's enough um, director's cut stuff that we didn't see that could put together one full movie of that, that storyline. Bailey Rock, she's my fave. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, and now we're we're gonna get a little reunion here where. Uh, uh, Carmen and Tibby are going to reunite with um, Bridget here because Bridget needs them. Lena's still not home from Greece, I guess, yet. Um, 
So Bridget's struggling right now, and her friends are here to help. Carmen's brought the pants. Uh, they have this little pizza sleepover party, and <laughs> Tibby, Tibby says, you know who would have loved this? Your mom. Which sounds just like a Yo Mama joke, but was actually a nice <laughs> sentiment in the context of this movie. Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't I said that, but just hearing her say it, like it just sounded like a yo mama joke to me. Your mom, you know, really? Yeah. You know who would love this? Your mom would have loved this. Too bad you dead. It's like, geez, guys. Yes, and we finally get that uh, Blake Lively smile and laugh, hearing Bridget like reminisce about her mom here. So that's that's a nice moment. And Carmen's basically like, you know, it's okay to be sad about this, because um, this is again the first time that Bridget's really coming to terms with all of this. It, for the most part, it's been a one-track mine. I have to fuck Erica. And now that that's happened and it didn't fix all her problems, now, um, you know, they're all coming together here, helping each other through the tough times. Very, very beautiful here. This is this this is what I wanted to see, and I'm glad we're finally getting it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> her cat just got her claw stuck on a pillow. <laughs> oh, I thought it was something I said. I was like, what? What? <laughs> She's putting on a clinic over here for funny cat moments. Sorry, she sorry. just she got it stuck to her claw and then it fell on top of her body and she couldn't get up. It was like a life alert kitty moment. It was very funny. I was sorry. I was very I was very uh, terrified because I thought you were laughing so hard. You're gonna be you idiot. Bridget's mom didn't die. You've been watching the whole movie wrong. Like <laughs> you fucking fool. We've been going along with it because we were embarrassed for you. No, I just thought it was so funny that the cat was stuck under like a weightless pillow. Yeah. She, she was like twitching and couldn't get up. I love a, I love a funny cat moment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about um, that. But this oh is the moment where I, I feel bad for being so tough on Bridget all movie because she's obviously struggling here. So Yeah. Um, I mean, I point, was Lena- hist- like hysterically crying watching that scene. Like I yeah, couldn't get it, it together. It's a big scene. I think I was already cried out from all the Tibby and Bailey stuff that I was just yeah. like, Recollect. It's, sad. it's less sad, and you're coming down still from those other two big crime moments. Like, yeah. This is still tough, yeah. but um, just not as it's not as enticing as the other story because other story has been building up for so long, and this one feels a little less earned than the Tibby right. and Bridget. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly, because it does kind of come out of nowhere. But uh, Bridget's dog is going to steal the pants, and you know, <laughs> at, as the anti-dog host of this podcast, I will say that dogs ruin everything. But I guess uh, Bridget chase. We get to see Bridget run again, and she chases down the dog, and it leads her right to Eric, who I guess lives nearby or something. Like he yeah, was apparently knows he was apparently looking for Bridget, like the fucking creep that he is. <laughs> um, it they they have a weird conversation and like agree to be friends, but Eric's like uh, Eric wants her to agree that when she turns twenty, she'll give him a shot. So I, I don't know, like. Worry about Weird. girls girls your own age right now. Don't make these like yeah. uh, packs with hey, underage girls saying, when you turn 20, then come see me. It's just weird to me, too, because it's like, mm, you already had sex with her. Yeah, I don't know. It's very yeah, strange. Next time I bang you, I want you to be a little bit older. Also, I feel like Bridget had like, <laughs> yes, thank, thank you. Thank you for putting it in terms we can understand, Brendan. <laughs> for paraphrasing. I just, like, <laughs> I just feel like Bridget had like the least amount of screen time out of all four of them, I feel like. So we really just didn't get enough time to like really go in depth because there really was nothing in this story nothing to begin with. Nothing much to so say, yeah. 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 So, maybe, in the, maybe in the book there's more character development, but who, who knows? Yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, Lena comes home here and all of her friends have come to meet her at the airport. Now now that's friendship. Like her family is is not picking her up at the airport. Her friends are for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Which who's Um, driving there? Because I believe Bridget. Bridget. She's 17. Yeah. Bridget's. Yeah. She'll have you know that she's 17. So she can do cool (laughs) things like drive and fuck. Um, but so (laughs) it, and yeah. And now this is when Carmen's friends kind of all like force her to go to her shit's dad wedding, which is exactly what I was afraid would happen. Um, yeah, it's, 
and they also like paint this as the obvious correct decision. Like that's the moral of the story. Like he's right. your dad. Like, you gotta on, go to the know, wedding. You have to. I mean, like, the, I kind of yeah. get it because like she would be upset if she missed it. She um, would be, or maybe I don't know. I like, maybe not. <laughs> who's to say? Like yeah. in my eyes, he, this guy's just getting it divorced soon anyway. This this isn't lasting. Yeah. Maybe or maybe they do have some off-screen chemistry that we haven't seen, but like the the message of this movie is that yes, you should support your dad and go to his wedding even though he clearly doesn't deserve it and his new family makes you feel like shit. But hey, he's family, so you owe it to him to be supportive no matter what. Right. Like, that's right. the message. Cuz you could say like, "Oh, you know, but you know he wants you there." But like, do you know that because he doesn't seem to right. want you? No at one all. else if anything, maybe he does, but literally no one else does. And right. like I don't like that message at all, but that's I mean, it's it's a kids' movie, so you need to have like you need to wrap it up in a nice bow, I guess. Yeah, right. Um, and the four, I like this because the four girls are kind of just all in the car together, finally, just shooting the shit. And yeah, being a little friends. fun road trip. And you know, Tibby says her documentary turned into something different. She's calling it Bailey, which ah. Uh. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> man. what what more can you say? What more yeah. can you say about them? Um, yeah. So. Carmen is now like changing in some random bathroom, I guess, and uh, Bridget yeah, like gives in a the diner. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very weird. Uh, Carmen gives the pants. Uh, I mean, Bridget gives the pants to Carmen to wear to the wedding. She invents rule number eleven, which is that in case of emergency, you can pass on the jeans before your week is up. And they're all just going to crash the wedding. Like Carmen's not crashing, yes, but were her friends invited yeah, to this wedding? I know. I was thinking seats. that too. I was like, they literally just showed up. Like, do do they have enough food? Like, do they have enough? anything well I, yeah. I love this, this scene when they do go to the wedding because it's so funny just these all these underdressed underdressed girls no the, they were all dressed up nicely okay, so one one mainly underdressed girl that like when in jeans eric's, eric's yeah, eric stops the wedding and stares at her and then goes and like hugs her and cries and like everyone that's no. sitting there is like who the fuck is this girl in the jeans that this guy is hugging yeah because he she looks <laughs> nothing like him did the you say only, eric like, stopped the person. wedding yeah, he did say Eric stopped the wedding. Eric, oh wow, I, that's oh, a different Eric ending is, to this Eric, movie. Eric is the guy's name in uh, uh, Billy Madison. So I was oh. <laughs> there's an Eric. There's an Eric in every single. <laughs> I thought uh, Bridget's boyfriend was coming to stop the wedding and hug Carmen. I know. For some I was a little confused too. I'm like, I don't remember this part. Yeah. Dad, dad stops the wedding. Dad stops I don't the remember wedding. this part. <laughs> Eric stops wedding to make out with the mom. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so he stops the wedding and goes to talk to Carmen, and I'm sure everyone was the most confused, like, who is this girl in these right. jeans? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's not like, yeah, he's not bragging about his daughter. He's not telling no. everyone that he's got a daughter. Nobody knows There's, like, no is. pictures yeah. of her in their house. No. And once again, this is my, like, this happens in a lot of TV and movies. This is my least favorite trope, where a character hates their parent, but it's for a good reason, and then their friends, like, force them to rekindle the relationship, and it's, like... Which is fine. You could do that if you want to, but it's always painted as like this is objectively the correct decision that you have right, to right. Uh, bury old wounds. And yeah, you have to, to recant because I mean I'm glad I don't think they frame it this way, but a lot of times it's like Bridget would come up and be like, "At least you have a parent." Like I, if I yeah. my mom was here, I would love to. Like, don't bring your dead parent in on my on my trauma and make yeah, me right. have to have to have right. a relationship with my shitty parents just because um they're alive. Like, I just right, want to play that. Toxic I, for me, then they might just not be for me. Yeah, exactly. Right. I just don't like that. It it always just rubs me the wrong way whenever I see that in any TV show because it happens a lot and it's always painted like you're the asshole for not wanting to be the one that talks to your uh, dad it, who is it like shouldn't be your job. emotionally like, abusive. There's a reason I'm not talking to that person. So, exactly. Like it's out. very easy for you to say that I should talk to my uh, parent because you have a good relationship with your parents. Right. So. And the parents again should do the work on mending the relationship themselves because they're the adult. Right. Yeah. So 
Yeah, so regardless of what the message is of this uh, movie, I'll just say my message is if your dad sucks, don't go to his wedding. He doesn't deserve Facts. it and you shouldn't have to feel like shit because everyone else is uncomfortable that you don't have a good relationship with your parent. Anyway, um, so yeah, so her shitty dad stops the wedding to tell Carmen she's great and she's part of the family and all is just forgiven. Even the bride likes her now. She's smiling at her for some reason. Like Everyone's just like, we love you now. We always <laughs> loved was, you. That was the funniest part to me. And just like yeah, her like... cutting off the actual daughter and her just smiling as well. Yeah. To me, yeah. I would have loved if she just cursed him out again and that's how it just ended. Roll credits. But that, that's just <laughs> Yeah, threw a rock at his head this time. Like, it's a PG movie, but we get, like, just this one thing where, where she just looks at him just like, well, fuck you! And then, like, <laughs> steps on his foot or something and he's just yeah. like, ow! And we just have a cartoon reaction at the end. <laughs> it just says ow. And then the credits roll. Ouchies! I'm paraphrasing, of course. There we go. Um, yeah. There we go. <laughs> if anything, he should have tried, had to try a little harder to win her love back. But whatever. I'm, right. I'm happy that Carmen is happy, so... Good for her. And yeah. we, we get our one last narration from uh, Carmen the writer. And it, they all just pretty much... Uh, actually, they all like get in on the narrating here. They all just pretty much confirm that the pants are, mar- yeah. are uh, magical. And very dramatic for the girls, again, that only spent a few weeks away from each other. But their friendship is just that strong. So um, I'm happy for our girls. I'm rooting for their happiness and friendship. And I look forward to it when uh, whenever we watch the sequel, when we get around to it. I guess we're, we're sort of obligated now, aren't we? Yeah, I feel like uh, at some point we'll have another break in between seasons where we could do Definitely. it. Definitely. Okay, I'm, yep. I'm excited. I'm down. I, I yep. was hoping that we would get a little bit of a Kristen Bell narration at the end here, and that would be our transition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would have been interesting, because in, in a pre-Gossip Girl era, if Kristen Bell was just there. Yeah, why not? Yeah, Nicole, why not? Why? Well, she's uh, the narrator of uh, Gossip Girl. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, really? You didn't catch have that? You not been, have you not been watching? Oh, you... I watch, yeah. but I don't pay attention really to, like... I don't, I, I'm not oh. good at hearing a voice and being like, oh, that's that person. Yeah, I guess I just thought it was like common knowledge. Not to say that you're a, a big fat idiot, but I just. I, just thought, I am. <laughs> no, I am. Yeah, but a big yeah, fat but idiot. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess just to wrap up, main takeaways from the from the movie, it had a uh, had surprisingly little to do with the titular pants for the most part. Um, yeah. I you know I for most of the movie I was ready to say that the pants didn't need to be included at all until the end there, but um, besides that. You know, the the rest of the role of the pants were just the girls insisting to me that they were magical. I guess by the end I did believe it, but uh, that's it. A good, a, a nice feel good movie, and I guess I we could movie. we could give it um some some uh a grade for the movie uh, yeah, as we do with grade. episodes of Gossip Girl. Unless you have uh, any any overall thoughts you want to get into before we do that. Not really. I mean, I just overall I was uh, surprised and I enjoyed it, and I didn't know what to think and. After I was finished up, I was like, you know what? I'm glad I have that in my catalog of movies that I've watched before. Yeah, I'm glad I watched it too. I'll, I'll, at the very least, I did not, you know, hate my time watching it. So definitely no. a positive experience. Um, Nicole, does it hold up on the million three watch for you? Yeah, it really does. I mean, I just love this movie so much. I, I don't know. It's and I mean, just I, the nostalgia I, factor alone yeah. for you. I'm sure. Like I had. That's this... what I was gonna say. Like. Obviously, I loved it as a kid because I just loved it as a kid. Like, you love things when you're little, like, for really no reason. And I just loved, like, Rory was in it, and I was a big Gilmore Girls watcher, so I loved that. I just really was, like, I enjoyed it to its fullest as a kid, and now growing up and watching it again, it's nice to just rewatch and kind of catch on new things. Like, for instance, the herbal essence. Um, <laughs> Mainly that. But I'm just starting to like... think that Nicole was hired by herbal essence to just pepper in. <laughs> I, I don't even believe that it was in the film. I think you were just I gaslighting swear, everyone. I, and making... I, I really was so surprised by that. But either way, I really enjoyed watching it again 
as an adult, catching on to new things like that I didn't catch on to as a kid because it's a lot of heavy, heavy topics. And being a sixth grader, you don't really know much about anything. So right. um, yeah. it's nice to rewatch now. I say yeah. I hadn't, it wasn't a rewatch for me, obviously, but I think uh, if I had seen it as a young kid and seeing it again now, it would have held up because I don't, I don't see any signs of real age in the, in the movie. Absolutely. Yeah, because I've had, like, just the nostalgic factor. I've had this, obviously, I've just rewatched all of the high school musical movies. And for the first one, uh, especially, it's just like, even if it didn't hold up, like, it, I would just be immediately transported to how I felt, like, the first time watching it, every time I watch it. It's just right. always going to be, you know, that magic for me. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, for more on that, you can listen to another podcast project that I have. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Nicole, when, do you do you remember the when the last time you had rewatched this? Was this the first time in a while you would watch this? Yeah, it's been a while. It's probably been since probably been since like high school, if I had to guess. Oh, wow. I haven't seen well, it in a really long time. I'm glad for, we gave uh, you an ex- over here. It's eleven years. Yeah, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm glad we, we gave you an excuse to watch it again. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. Like, I couldn't really remember. I obviously remember Tibby's story and uh, like Bridget's story and even Lena's, but I couldn't remember Carmen's that well until she was in the oh. train station at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I was right, like, oh, right. right, she's going to go see her dad because I'm like, she's going to North Carolina or South Carolina, but I can't remember what the hell she did there and then like as they entered like the little neighborhood and everything oh, I was like oh tennis, yeah right. and then when she's eating dinner for the first time I'm like oh yeah she throws the rock through the window uh-huh. like it all unfolded as I watched again which was pretty cool yeah it's fun and hopefully oh, for cool. the people that uh, haven't seen this a bunch of times they still felt like they watched it even if they didn't rewatch it before listening to this like oh, yeah, I think we painted a beautiful enough picture where everyone yeah. uh, really understood this movie so who wants to give it a grade first since this is a movie and not an episode it's the wild west here i don't know who should go first i'll jump in and just say um i think since we could split the stories into four and i think we all kind of agree that two were better than the other two and one especially was like a little bit less than average um kind of like doing this mathematically and averaging those four stories and saying like maybe two of them maybe one was an a one was an a minus one was a b and one was like a c mm-hmm. um over and I think they wrapped it up nicely. That maybe bumps it up a little bit. Um, and there was really no like boring parts or bad parts. I was engaged the entire movie. Um, majority of these girls were engaging. Uh, they all had. Um, they were all good actresses too. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody, because young younger actresses could be even like uh, Bailey was like, an incredible actress for, oh for yeah, a young so girl. Good. So that they all really had spot on performances. Um, so I, mean, I think factoring all that in, maybe I'll throw it like a like a B plus. Oh, that's pretty okay. good. Okay, yeah. um, I will. I will jump onto that, and I, I, I was gonna give this movie a B because, like you said, if you kind of average out the storyline, it's probably like A, A minus B, and then like yeah, maybe like C, C plus, which probably averages out to about a B or whatever. But the whole time I was watching it, I felt like I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, so I, I was surprised at the format and that these girls are pretty much separate for the whole movie, and that there's four separate storylines. Um, and as far as the storylines go, like yeah, I loved one, really liked another, thought one was meh, and didn't care for one at all so averaging out that seems like a b but then when they finally do reunite at the end it like elevates the movie for me and made me care more and while i think carmen's dad gets off way too easy at the end i still come away from the movie like feeling really good and it also made me emotional at parts and that's that's what i'm looking for in a movie so i'll bump it up to a b plus uh i still can't believe there was so much about this movie that i wasn't aware of and like no one warned me about any of it but yeah i I come away from this movie feeling very good about it uh smile on my face tears in my eyes so that that's got to be a b plus for me that's great what do you got? 
Ugh, I just love this movie. I mean, like, as soon just as it give started, it an a. I was like, you had to go hard I know, I'm gonna. I was like, do you guys give do it an pluses? A? I was probably wow. just gonna give it an A. I wasn't gonna go with a plus. No I was gonna go here. with an A. Okay. Yes, um, that's fair. And I just love it. I mean, it's just feel good. I mean, like, yes, you feel sad sometimes, but well, sad's good. Sometimes. Sad is good sometimes, and it's you know, okay to feel sad sometimes. Yeah, and if I ever want to cry, you, I just watch the who Pabu. <laughs> no, whatever the grandpa's name. Yeah, is. you're right. Um, if I ever just want to cry, I just watch that um, stargazing scene. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's such a good scene. Um, and so speaking good. of which, let's give out quick MVPs and just, like just stop it. It's Bailey. It's not close it's for Bailey. me at least. Bailey. Obviously, going off the board from the core four here, not not going with any of the four mains because it has to be Bailey. The, the girl had only twelve years in this world and she made the most of them. Yeah. Every single person oh. she met ended up loving her. She was able to always say the exact right thing to everyone. She also burst onto the filmmaking scene and was able to like single handedly make Tibby's documentary into something yeah. good. So Stan yeah. Bailey, the that's she my number out one message. Her pants, she just killed it the rest <laughs> of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. So we're we're all in agreement here. She's doing a clean sweep yes absolutely um if we're given an lvp um i'll also obviously off the board here none of the four main girls really deserve it so i gotta give it to carmen's dad he's a piece of shit yeah. he's, he's lucky uh, sorry <laughs> yeah carmen's dad he's a piece of shit he's lucky carmen's friends force her to go to his wedding and that he yeah. got anything out of it so he's the obvious clean, like the, a terrible piece of shit clean sweep again and this this gossip girl world that we've been covering yeah so um yeah so i guess since this is a Gossip Girl podcast and we watch this for Blake Lively, pretty much, um, Brendan, do you, if you had to pick, uh, you know, one character, are you going with Serena or Bridget? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I guess Serena because she has a little bit more to her, to her character, and she's also older and has a nose job, so I, I think that that factors into <laughs> it a little bit. Inter- interesting, interesting <laughs> point. Um, I will say I, I am hard on both of these characters, so it's tough. But yeah. Bridget doesn't make as many mind-bafflingly bad decisions as Serena. But I think if we gave her some more time, she just might. So I uh, that's that's fair. I think Serena's really figured out the charm factor a little more than Bridget. So I'll say uh, Serena wins this round. But we'll right. keep stay tuned for the sequel. Maybe Bridget can for win sure. round two. Just yeah. a little bit more and multifaceted. Nicole, Nicole, what do you like, think? You like Serena or Bridget? Um, I feel like uh, Serena, and I don't know that much about Serena because I'm only like as as listeners may know. This is my first time watching Gossip Girl, so I really don't know a whole lot about her, but I guess that's maybe partially why I'm also choosing her, because I wanted to know more about her. I hope she gets better, because she's been pretty bad at this point in the show. Yeah. Listen, we we know that I do not like Serena, so... (laughs) (laughs) And I did Um, just want to add, like, we did MVP, we did LVP, I just want to do MVP for Most Valuable Product, and that would be Herbal Essence. Oh, wow. Very interesting. Oh my god, what is, who is paying you? <laughs> I don't know. Where's this money going? Because we live in a shithole. <laughs> Isn't that nice? <laughs> All right. Sorry if our Let's... landlord listens to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and he is like I have the data. He is our, our biggest fan. <laughs> he he makes a different account every week just to give us another five star rating. <laughs> I'm glad that you and get review. all the landlord. I have all the other data, but you have the landlord specific data. <laughs> yes. Every time and does it review, he's like, I'm still I'm still the landlord, still Lord and Land and listening to <laughs> the podcast and, and lo- loving every bit of it. Keep up the good work, guys. And I'm loving every bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's uh let's do some plugs and get out of here. Uh, uh Brendan and Nicole do Nicole, I guess you're you're our guest. You can go first. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um uh well, you just gave and Brendan, name. you'll edit out the silence in, in I, the, I guess uh, in the my, editing process. I guess my right plug now. would be um, wash your hair with herbal essence. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I don't know what my plug would be. I mean, I just listen to listen to these podcasts. You're Aww. already listening to this one. Good job. 
listen to Hoppy Boys, listen to uh, the choir room. The choir room. There you go. That's his right. And, yeah. and I have okay, the good. data. Your pitch right now just caused the landlord to stop subscribing. You have scared <laughs> off the landlord. <laughs> no. So I, whatever, I, man, I don't know what happened, but. <laughs> Shit. Uh, okay, well, you're not coming back. Anyway, um, the listen to the Happy Boys Pod, listen to the Lonely Boys Pod, follow us both at the Lonely Boys Pod and the Happy Boys Pod, respectively. Email us at the Happy Boys Pod at gmail.com. Uh, rate and review either one of those podcasts. We want to read your reviews on the show. Just give us some stars, baby. And obviously, you can follow our personal accounts at MaddieFresh24. For me, at Ruppy Puppy for Brendan. Nicole, do you, would you like to plug your Twitter, or are you, gonna, uh, or are you good and don't want she's, to do that? She's, got, she's full on followers. I'm full. I'm full. You, you've, <laughs> maxed you've maxed out, out on followers? <laughs> All right. So so for me, obviously, I've mentioned it a couple times. I have the other uh, project that I just finished. The uh, I did a 10-episode high school musical podcast with good friend and future friend of the pod, Matt Ligori. It is on... Uh, his uh, podcast feed, The Choir Room, it's a normally a Glee podcast, so listen to that. Listen to our High School Musical episodes. Just yesterday, we recorded our final episode, the song ranking episode, where we wow. ranked every single song and also did just did like overall thoughts on the trilogy, and it took us a good, a nice, healthy uh, three-plus hours to finish that. Wow. So that is, uh, that'll be a nice, healthy podcast that is already in your feeds, because uh, by the time this is released, everyone will have... Uh, everyone will have hopefully listened to it already, but if you haven't, get on it. Um, yeah, besides on. that, besides that, you know, if you want to see more Blake Lively content, watch uh, watch Gossip Girl if if you aren't already. If you want more Alexis Bledel content, watch Gilmore Girls. If you want more uh, Jenna Boyd content, watch Atypical, and obviously watch Sex Lives of College Girls. That's neither here nor there. And <laughs> if you want more Gossip Girl adjacent content, Elite. I finished Elite, Brendan, and I told you when we went to the movies that you got to watch this, man. So good. Four seasons of greatness. Two more on wow. the way. So two more. Everyone, oh, wow. It's been renewed okay. for seasons five and six at least. So yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's the uh, it's the Spanish version of Gossip Girl with just a touch more murder and Ooh. sex oh, and murder and more gay characters as we well. We haven't so, enough murder on oh, Gossip Girl so sign far. Me up. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, if you don't mind. You know, you can you can listen. There's an English dub version or a subtitle version. So whatever whatever you suits your fancy. I did subtitles because I like to. Uh, watch it as it was, you know, as it was as filmed, it and not initially have the... Yes, exactly. Okay, take it easy, Bridget. But <laughs> <laughs> but but some people uh, don't like, you know, the subtitle option, so they just like to be able to, you know, listen because like with subtitles, sort of a move. with subtitles, you can't, um, you know, check your phone. You really have to be reading there the whole go. time. So that's another good yeah, you you yeah. look down, yeah. you, you miss a lot. So that's all that. Um, anything else, guys? I think it's just funny that uh, we talk so much about Blake Lively's characters, like from Gossip Girl to this show or to this uh, movie, and I think she's we, all we do is talk shit about her performances. Yeah, I, Blake Lively, <laughs> if you are listening, and I'm sure you are, we along like with you. Ryan, along with Ryan Reynolds and Taylor Swift, I'm sure you guys all get together and yeah, yes. listen to this. L- listen, it is nothing against you, Blake Lively. You are very charming, and we love we love you all. So please come on the podcast. Right. When we eventually um, watch a simple favor, we'll. we'll uh, rave about oh, that'll be fun too yeah she was great in simple favor she i love was. that movie um, but that's neither here nor there <laughs> anyway so uh you can come back next week everyone our dear listeners where we will be breaking down a new season of gossip girl the time is here to uh, start season two of gossip girl we will have another guest in 
in the old uh, Lonely Boys studios. Um, so you can check us out there where we do season two, episode one. I'm off the top of my head. I believe it's called Summer Kind of Wonderful. So that should yes. be a lot of fun. But until then, Brendan, are you done yet so I can close this out? I can't say exciting. No, don't jump. <laughs> don't fucking jump in. I'm trying to get us out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're all very excited. We we're gonna have our first male guest next week. Wow! Yeah, Whoa. it's about time. People are saying people are saying give lonely boys back to the boys. That's what they've been saying. <laughs> all right, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> give, give it back, back to, to the, the boys. boys. <laughs> 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 all right, but until then, you know you love us. XOXO, the lonely boys. boys. Bye. This episode is sponsored by Herbal Essence. If you want your essence to be herbal, then you've come to the right place. Coming this March, wherever podcasts are heard. Brian, I think there's too many beers. Brian, I think there's too many beers. There's too many beers! No, there's not enough. Two boys decide the winner of the biggest beer tournament in all of podcasting. The fate of the Golden Stein is in the hands of our beloved hobby boys. 32 beers. Four regions. One champion. The Hobby Boys present Malt Madness 2022